0: Can you be quiet,
1: please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Hi. Clip. Hi. Hi. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a
2: cool
3: cat, man. The superstitious beers. D- d- superstitious beers.
4: I got a little taco meat on my chest.
3: I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it <laughs> down
4: my teammate's throat. <laughs> I'm a former long snapper.
5: Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... Uh, <laughs> I
1: have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. F*** it, send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in
3: to a Free Beer Friday, Football Friday, and Fifth Quarter Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Going to have fun here on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in on Pi Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We want to hear from you today, so make sure you are chimed in and uh, ready to go with a like a subscribe and let us know what you're up to and what you're looking forward to this sports weekend or you can go off the uh the sports path as well whatever's on your mind here on this friday uh, let us know facebook and youtube you can hit us up on twitter as well or if you're feeling extra froggy give us a call 317-1250 and we'll put you on the Pirate Radio Live line. All right, coming up on today's show, got some guests to get to. We'll chat with Brian North. I haven't talked to him in a couple weeks. We'll talk uh, about what's going on in the world of sports this weekend. Uh, Look at the Big Rock and some other items as well. He joins us coming up later on in hour number one. Hour two, Tony Dunn makes his weekly Friday appearance. We'll see if there's anything going on news and notes-wise in the NFL. I do want to have some larger picture discussions. I was thinking about... If you know, we did a, a draft earlier this week on soup and MLB hats with Patrick Mason. If you were doing like a a franchise draft and if you could somehow take your biases out of it, who would you take first to be a fan of in kind of three different ways, like all time, who would you take that you're a fan of all time and still today? Who would you take if you were a fan just in your football watching life? For me, that would be since nineteen ninety five. For Chandler that would be by the way, Chandler Honeycutt's here so he can speak. Hello, Chandler. Hey buddy, how you doing? Doing good. Thank you for letting me answer. Um for you that would be what, two thousand and seven, eight? When does your football watching life begin? For East Carolina, two thousand seven. For Panther football, two thousand eleven. All right, but did you know about the NFL before two thousand eleven? I did All right, we'll start 2011 yeah I did I mean I just I wasn't
6: kind of I wasn't invested in it I do I I remember watching Chris Johnson and those Titans you know those Titans teams with Kerry Collins the year that they started off 8-0 in the the season and the 2000 yard season for Chris Johnson I do remember
3: but I just wasn't invested in it like I was when I started in 2011 2011 will be your start time and then how about you Uh, intern Joey's here Shirley's here What's up, people? Shirley's got a uh, major senioritis going on. We're going to try to do... senioritis? No way. We're going to do... Uh, we're going to get through this three hours as quick I do as we not can, have Shirley.
5: senioritis. I am, like, stressed trying to make sure everything is done before I leave.
3: Done, done. Uh, Joey, when did your uh, football watching life begin?
4: Uh, I just did a little quick little research. My first season that I really started hammering on the Panthers was 2009. Okay. Um, John Fox still the head coach Richardson, still the owner
3: all right uh, so well, well, so that's question two question one is like all time question two from your the, the day you're football watching live and then question three if you could pick another franchise to be a fan of for the next seven years, who would it be? So we're gonna answer those questions well, whose future who's whose immediate future looks the brightest right now? that you think you'll see a lot of wins and uh, some Super Bowls and be able to root for cool players. So we'll dive into some of those coming up in hour two with Tony Dunn. Hour three, Morgan Aylers will join us. We'll get a Holt update and uh, we'll talk some sports with the voice of Doughty Ficklin Stadium and Menji's Coliseum, Morgan Aylers and Mark Greenheld. We'll get a live report um, from Greeny on the U.S. Open going on out in California. Do a quick leaderboard update. I'm kind of waiting around on my guys to hit the course. I got uh, a little piece of Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm going in this tournament. And uh, right now, the leader is sitting at minus eight. We're still waiting for Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffly to get on the course, who are sitting at minus eight and uh, try to extend their leads. But right now, you've got Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, and Xander Shoffley sitting at eight under par. That is the lead at the U.S. Open. Rory McIlroy tied with a group at minus five. Uh, with Sam Bennett, Harris English, Dustin Johnson, minus four. He's plus two on the day today. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that, what's going on out of the U.S. Open on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dubuck? Dubuck. We've got College World Series action underway. <clears throat> In Omaha, it is scoreless between Oral Roberts and TCU. I love the crowd shots. It almost looks like a video game, like a fake crowd because everybody's wearing a different color shirt. Uh, But a pretty good crowd to see this opener. Uh, Should be rocking and rolling tonight. What is it, Virginia, Florida coming up tonight? Wake Stanford tomorrow. And then LSU, Tennessee uh, under the lights on Saturday night will be uh, interesting to watch as well. So we'll keep you up to date on uh, that as we watch it here in the Pirate Radio studios. Looks like we're going to go to the fourth inning scoreless between the Horned Frogs and the Eagles. All right, and uh, we'll see what you guys are talking about on this Friday. Uh, Jamie says, guess all you Hornets fans are happy again. Eric says, the words happy and Hornets aren't typically used in the same sentence. Um, Interesting for me personally, Snyder out, MJ out. It doesn't mean it guarantees success for your team, but whatever they were doing in the past wasn't working. So I'm excited for new ownership, both in Washington and in Charlotte. How about you as a Hornets fan, Chandler, to see Michael Jordan selling the Hornets?
6: Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I guess, and I can't believe it's been 13 years that Michael Jordan's been the uh, majority owner because uh, he's been some sort of, uh, he's had some sort of ownership since 2006, whether that's minority or, but uh, starting in 2010, he was the majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets, so after 13 years, he's given it up. But I'm very excited about, I guess, a different direction in ownership and seeing kind of how things can be run from a different perspective. But I did see, and I thought originally that Michael Jordan was completely done with the Hornets that is not true he will continue to be a minority owner
3: I understand Um, that I've been completely done with the Hornets a lot of times in my life but there's still a little bit of you have a minority ownership in fandom exactly
6: yeah so I understand that. But no, I'm very excited about uh, where this franchise can go under new new ownership, new leadership. And I, I understand that one of the guys that is buying into the Hornets has been a part of the, the franchise for a while as a minority owner. But uh, yeah, very exciting. Uh, that, that's one of the first things I saw this morning is that Michael Jordan was finalizing a deal to sell the Hornets. And we knew that this was, you know, under the radar for quite some time now in charlotte and now it's finally happening and i guess congratulations to you for having two uh major league sports uh franchises going under new ownership much needed new ownership as well
3: yeah uh, i've got that going on and the braves are cruising so sports life uh looking up right now i would say overall uh and some big news today in college sports ross dellinger is he sports illustrated who's he with sports illustrated uh says san diego state sent the mountain west written notification this week that, that intends to leave the conference asking the league to delay its deadline to officially withdraw um so there was a june 30th deadline for san diego state to formally notify the mountain west it is resigning from the conference the school owes a 17 million dollar exit fee if it notifies the league by then if not the exit fee doubles Mm. um well no way that the mountain west would withdraw the uh delay the deadline i mean they're gonna get all the money they can get out of this right so what does that mean where where's san diego state going big 12
6: I mean, this kind of sounds... When you first started to read it, it reminded me of back in the day when you used to have these video dens. You go and rent a movie. It just kind of piles on after each day that you don't return it back. So they better, like, get something done or it's just going to pile on. (coughs) Somebody's going to pile on. So... Where are they heading? San Diego State. I have no idea.
3: San Diego State does not have an invitation to the Pac-12, according to a source. Are they breaking up with their date before they have another date i mean they gotta have something cooked up you know at least handshake agreements works, or something yeah, yeah. um so pac 12 expansion i guess big 12 not expanding right now but who knows uh who knows what the next shoot drop is but san diego state is uh making their way out of their current conference all right um Jerry says, 1984, my first memory was the Redskins defeating the St. Louis Cardinals. Those two teams don't even exist anymore. Uh, when the Cardinals missed a 50-yard field goal, as time expired, Skins win the NFC East and make the playoffs.
6: Now, I am a sports guy. This is breaking news to me. I did not know that before the St. Louis Rams, which before the St. Louis Rams it was the Los Angeles Rams, but I did not know that there was a NFL team in St. Louis by the name of Cardinals,
3: just like their baseball team. So St. Louis. That is shocking to me. The St. Louis Cardinals, 1987.
6: Gene Stallings, who was also the head coach at Alabama. Alabama.
3: Um, Let's see. So they left St. Louis and went to, I guess, Phoenix. Is that how it worked out the, the nfl the went back to st louis in 1995 from la and then recently back to la back to la so that's uh, how all that worked well there you go jerry thank you for educating younger uh, sports fans out there appreciate yeah, that
6: I, I did not know that and that is very interesting i love finding out new tidbits in sports because i mean i am a sports guy I know a lot about sports, but I'm always looking to improve my knowledge of sports. And now it's improved, thanks to Jerry.
3: By the way, uh, Joey Chandler says, I am a sports guy. He officially is. We uh, It happened last year. And we got to do this again. We used to do it with CJ. This year, uh, we'll do it. Uh, Joey, you going to be here in the fall, you think? Or are you yeah. summer guy? It's fall. All right. We got to – and we'll, maybe we'll get Connor involved. But uh, we used to do – you had to pick a top 10 upset every week and a top 25 upset every week. Mm-hmm. And there were pretty easy ones to pick. Some were tough decisions. Uh, Chandler put the boys on the table. Uh, Remember? Hey, put the, you, you, you put them the boys on, out, put them on the table. You took them out, you put them on the table, and you said, t- "Not. I mean, forget the spread, forget everything. Tennessee is going to beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I said, Chandler, if Tennessee beats Alabama, you win your <laughs> sports got them. Forever, and I can't take it away from you. As much as I want to, I'll never be able to take it back from you. Yeah, Tennessee won that game. He's a sports guy.
6: I, I take That's so how much, it happened. I, I take so much pride in that pick because I mean, I just I had so much confidence in Tennessee that day. Tennessee at home, big underdog. Uh, I like to see them, you know, upset Alabama, and sure enough, it and it was one of the craziest college football games of the season that year. So. <laughs> Uh, but what a great pick and it's uh it's a pick that will be remembered for the rest
3: of time in the sports world. Sports
7: world.
3: <laughs> It'll make a thirty for thirty just yes, from that. Pick. Absolutely. Uh Josh says MJ making deals from the boat? Maybe so. Maybe he's got a big Marlin on the line and also uh just became a whole lot richer. Jamie had the numbers out there and says uh MJ did pretty well. Bought for two hundred seventy five million, selling for three billion. Not a bad investment. Yeah, he, he uh, made yeah. some money off of the Hornets. And congrats to him for giving us crap season after crap season with crap players. Thank you, <laughs> thanks MJ.
4: Well, another story coming out of the Hornets. Not only did he sell the team, but apparently they're, you know, the uh, Pelicans are trying to trade up because they really want Scoot Henderson.
3: All right, that, this is uh, this is uh, fifth quarter Friday. I got to get this stuff in, but I want to circle back to that. Don't let me forget. I got you. Because I, I I don't know. I feel like Chandler and I differ on what we would do with that number two pick. So let's table that. We'll get into it maybe hour two. Uh but it's fifth quarter Friday. So we did this last week. It was a lot of fun. What I've got today is another big calls from a, a fun win where everybody's celebrating, and I've got some oddball negative fun stuff. Uh, let's start with the big calls last week we did the victory over west virginia mm-hmm. in 2008 today we'll go to 2014 pirates crush north carolina mm-hmm. it is a celebration in greenville we partied on the fifth quarter and uh Shirley, let's hear some of those calls from that great day at dowdy ficklin stadium kendall in aiden hey kendall 4-0,
2: clip, 4-0 in the last two years against ACC opponents. 4-0. ACC, if you want some, as Nicholas would say, you come get some. Recruits out there, if you want, if you want to go to Chapel Hill or to Raleigh or to Winston-Salem or, or to Durham, you go right ahead. But if you want to come to the finest institution in the state of North Carolina, then you come. To Greenville clip. You've come to Greenville,
3: baby. Go Pirates. Arr! Let's go to Herb in Greenville. Hey, Herb. Dear mother
0: of God, that was an awesome game. Governor McCroy, he, he just texted me. He said, he's changing the name. He's taking executive order. He's changing the name from, from North Carolina to East Carolina. There is the new state name as of Monday morning, 8 o'clock sharp. Y'all check your websites. That's
3: what it is. Let's go up to New York and talk to Matt. Hey, Matt.
8: I just wanted to call in and say it was a hell of a football game. Very proud of the Pirates. And as somebody that does no longer live in Eastern North Carolina, I'm proud to wear purple and gold. (laughs)
7: Let's
3: go to Mike in Greenville. Hey, Mike. I really feel sorry for UNC. You know, they're in ACC.
0: We're a non. P five we're a non P five school, you know, if they win, they're supposed to win. If we beat them, it really doesn't do anything for them. So I I don't understand why UNC continues to play it.
8: Go
7: <laughs>
3: Let's go to Kyle, who is in traffic. Hey Kyle. Let's kill old guys. Hey, that was the
0: personification of a domination with certification. At the Tar Hills after
9: that one, they're menstruating. Go Pirates.
3: Let's go to Heath in Ocracoke. Hey, Heath. It was men versus boys today. I mean, it was just evident
2: from, you know, the line just pushing them around. And then when you could see our running backs just outrunning all those three, four, and five-star recruits that everybody talks about that Carolina always gets. As my good friend Johnny Gardner always says, he's the biggest Pirate fan there ever, is, ever was. If this was a fight, they would have stopped it. And that's just the bottom line. If it was a fight, they would have stopped it early on. And I don't know if I'm more excited to see Ruffin's show tomorrow or Larry Fedora to see how he tries to explain this. Hope you guys have a good night and go pirate.
3: Let's try Patrick in Greenville. Hey, Patrick.
2: Last year, Carolina said that they weren't ready for us. They weren't prepared. So what is their excuse this year? I'm dying to find out tomorrow.
3: Let's go to Jeff in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hey, Jeff
2: the only problem i
0: had i turned on espnu and there was not a game on all we had was an ecu pirate recruiting video so i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping what the kids saw was this is the place to be this is where there's excitement the announcers went on and on about skilled players this is the kind of offense you want to play in and it was just a phenomenal broadcast and i just i wish i was down there to enjoy it with you guys and in god's country
3: let's go to william in lagrange hey william had the privilege
2: today of meeting the guy that played center for us from 1946 to 48. He was a decorated World War II veteran. His name was, last name is Pendleton. He had his actual jersey with him today, and also his letter on his sweater from that way back then. And uh, just it was a great day for Eastern North Carolina, a great day for Greenville and the Pirate Nation. And you know how, how long I've been around Pirate football guys, and we've been told no, no, no. Well, today we can say a, a resounding damn it, yes.
3: Chloe in Pondhurst.
9: I just wanted to say cheaters never
3: won. Oh, that is <laughs> that is so good. I'm going to go ahead and put that in <laughs> a big call right there for Monday. Billy is up in Greenville. Hey, Billy. I hope this game
2: served a point to everybody else and put every other team on notice that we'll play with anybody anywhere and to be a part of this stadium tonight at the record crowd that we had at Rowdy Dowdy. Was absolutely phenomenal.
3: Let's go to Mike in Greenville. Hey, Mike. I would just like to say that we beat the tar out the hills
2: tonight,
0: and I was the only thing I was looking for was uh, to see touchdown Tony Collins on the screen saying, "Larry, are you ready?" <laughs> Shirley, do you have a Larry? Are you ready? Because yeah, I got.
10: You know, you know, he's got to be ready. Larry, are you ready, Larry?
3: Waylon's up in Grifton. Hey, Waylon. What is Larry? What would Larry? What, what,
2: what was he saying at halftime? I mean,
9: you—you've
2: had a fake field goal for a touchdown. You've thrown a halfback pass. You've had a blocked punt. You've had an interception, and you're still down 15 points, guys. I have no 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 more Houdinis. I don't know what else to tell you. I've thrown the whole bag of tricks at you. I believe Larry was not ready, and he got his hat handed
3: to him. Let's try Paul in Greenville. Hey, Paul. I
2: tell you what, guys. The only thing a tall hole like me can do after the debacle of that magnitude was just laugh. And, of course, Carolina message boards are always a great source of material for the truly self-effacing. My favorite observations from the vanquish this evening. Uncle. ECU covered the over solo. low. If ECU scores 100, do they get free biscuits at Tangles? And, of course, number one, since time immemorial, when does basketball start? Hey, I made it out there, guys. Great environment. And I have to say, ECU fan and students took... This one with a lot of class. Maybe they're just too floored to really rub it in. But at the end of the day, Pirate Nation, I think, took pity on the heels.
3: Let's go to Chicago Pirate. Hello, Chicago Pirates.
8: I'm not even going to talk football tonight. Of course, I'm I'm excited about a Pirate victory, but uh, Coach Roth is just an amazing guy. I thought I'd share with you guys that even during the prep for the Virginia Tech game, he took time to send my family a letter. Uh, Just kind of, I think I told you, Troy, what we were going through. And it's just amazing that this guy preparing for the number 17 team in the country would take time to write a family who's going through a serious medical condition with one of their children. So, uh, aside from football, we're we're just gifted, blessed, and incredibly, it's humbling to know what kind of man is leading the program. Yeah. I I, got to be careful not to get emotional, of course, but... uh, it's, it's just, coaches like that are not a dime a dozen. And whether this program is winning or losing, uh, these fans and these alumni need to temper their emotions, uh, temper what they say, and realize that a guy like this is not common. And um, Russ got me for life. That's all I've got to say.
3: Let's go to John in Wilmington. Come on, yeah.
2: I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. Troy D., Clip, Alan Thomas, the mayor. You need to come on, guys.
11: Come, come on, guys.
2: Go back to Ruffin McNeil's press conference when he got hired as the head coach. He was in Atlanta, Georgia. Getting ready to take the damn uh, defensive corner job at Stanford. And he got the call that, that we wanted him in Greenville. He took it. If you ain't heard that story, Google it up. As Ruffin McNeil would say. Google it up. Rick Smith cried. Rick Smith cried after his interview. He never sold his house in Brook Valley. I don't know about y'all, brother, but I want to be a part of somebody that wants to be a part of me. Go, Pirates. And if Fedora says this ain't a rivalry game no more, he can kiss my... Well, anyway. Go, Pirates.
3: Oh, man. Uh, That was a fun day. Love this new segment that we have on this show. Just, bring, it brings back good memories it's also kind of tough like I, those last two calls talking one guy about,
6: getting emotional talking about ruffin mcneil
3: yeah and then the, the uh johnny johnny at the end he, he, i want to be a part of something where people want to be a part of it yeah uh it was not a year and a few months later ruffin mcneil was fired that's how quickly things happen in the sports world. Yeah. You go from hero to goat very very fast. You go
6: from being top 15 in the country, going to Philadelphia to play the Temple, you put the ball on the ground five times and that's kind of where things went downhill. Next thing you know, you're finishing the season uh at the at the hands of Cincinnati with a game-winning field goal that uh, knocked you out of bowl contention 5 and 7. Next thing you know, Ruffin McNeil, the guy that so many pirate fans loved and still love to this day, was fired, and then you hire Coach Mo, and then it's just—I mean, it, things turned around really quick for East Carolina football uh, in just a matter of like, like you said, a, a year and a few months. Yeah. And uh, so and it's just crazy, and it's crazy, and it, it, it's exciting, and it feels so good. It, it warms my heart to hear those those calls and the exciting the excitement in those people's voices. Uh, but it's crazy to think about the quick turnaround in this program and the, the way we've had to build back. And we're
3: doing that right now with Mike Houston. All right. Uh, Jamie says the calls after big losses are much more entertaining. I know. I'm aware. I, I'm glad that my misery can entertain you, Jamie. The one That we have to take these calls and get berated for three hours but i get it that is uh that is more entertaining negative sales i get it uh so on that note let's hear a great call from captain bill captain bill wanted to fire every good coach we've ever had uh this one goes all the way back to uh to skip holt's days chandler wow yeah i couldn't i don't know what game this is from but I can. you hear the players' names, he says, and you hear the coach's name. You know the era it's from. So, Shirley, give us some good old Captain Bill anger real quick. Let's go back to the U.S. Cellular Live line at 317-1250. Captain Bill's next up. Hey, Captain Bill.
2: I am so freaking mad. Good Lord. This is a terrible football team, and people need to wake up. They need to read. They need to listen. They need to learn. The reason we're getting a deep ball further on us is because we ain't got 11-0 in there. And we ain't got a day. We ain't got no debt there. Everybody's going to keep the third deep ball. Second of all, everybody, everybody knew that I have criticized Patrick for the last couple weeks. Everybody knew about Patrick Patrick had a good day, I thought, compared to the first two weeks. The problem is this, is that sorry coaching staff. I would skip hope and carried his rear in to wherever he could have carried it on offseason. Because this whole coaching staff sucks. It's something every week.
9: One week it's
2: Patrick. Next week it's a secondary. One week it's the running backs. I mean, it's always something. Look at the missed tackles. I mean, a lot of things, what I noticed today, it's coachable. Missed tackles, arm tackling. I mean, it's coachable. Everything, that all these mistakes are coachable. No discipline. Uh, sitting here getting 15-yard penalties, got no business getting. It's, it's discipline. This team is out of whack. This team reminds me when Chuck Amato had his team about three years ago. It's what this team reminds me. This team is awful, man. i am telling you, awful. This team needs to have a gut check. Somebody needs to do something because this is ridiculous. You got all this experience up here right clear across the board. This is the fifth year. I have criticized Skip Holt, Skip Holt's whole staff since year one he come in here. I didn't like the hire. I didn't like his coaching staff. I didn't like any of it. But it brought him in here, and here's year five. Everybody said, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. This is his year. Well, guess what? This is the worst year I think he's going to have at East Carolina because he's just not getting it done. And I'm frustrated, guys, and I appreciate appreciate y'all letting me vent and rage, but God, I am freaking pissed, and I'm going to hang up.
3: There is uh, the infamous Uh, Captain Bill. Uh, This might be – I think North Carolina hit some deep balls And this is
6: assuming that Captain Bill was accurate by saying Chuck Amato about three years ago, so if that's the case – Amado's last year at
3: probably was 06. All the context clues say this is 2009 because he said he should have gone somewhere last year. And
6: And then also this, uh, I believe Emmanuel Davis did not play in this game because I'm... uh, What, Carolina game? whatever game that he was calling after because i remember him saying like the only reason they were throwing the deep ball on us is because emmanuel davis wasn't in the game and i do remember some of those games that he might have missed due to injury well
3: i don't see him in this box score i'm thinking this is when east carolina dropped to one and two after a loss to north carolina they ended up uh winning nine games that year uh of course winning another conference championship and unfortunately losing another heartbreaker in the Liberty Bowl to Arkansas. Ryan Mallett in Arkansas. Yeah. Um let's get one more in here. I listened back to this today. I sometimes I really am a jerk, Connor. You can be honest. Being quite frank, yes. Thank you being for being frank. Thank you for being a frank. Thank you for being a frank. And I was uh, kind of a, I was kind of a jerk to this guy. My question is, did he earn it or did I go too far, Chandler? Yeah, be, it's not the major, but... I'll be the judge of that. I'll let you judge it. All right, let's hear James in Greenville calling in after a game. 317-1250. James is up next in Greenville. Hey, James. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Turn your radio down. Hey, Troy and, and Jonathan, we appreciate everything y'all do. Neither one of them are here. The <laughs>
2: tonight is, this win, does this... Continues scotty montgomery's job or not
7: after this win
3: all right thanks for the call james i'll let troy and jonathan answer that oh, when they're they? in the studio <laughs> but they're not here right now uh clip brock terrence copper alan thomas here in the studio T-Cop, at hanging out should i have answered his question or all right,
6: here, all right here's my here's my answer what should i how
3: should i have here's my that? answer
6: no you know why he was not talking to you. <laughs> he, he, was, he was talking to Jonathan and Troy. He was talking Troy. to two people who were not here. And if Jonathan and Troy, which I know, knowing them, they were probably tuned into the fifth quarter that night, that day, or whatever, and maybe they answered it off the air. <laughs> maybe they answered it to somebody else. But he did not address you. He didn't even know you were the host of that show. He didn't know He thought he was listening to Live at Five. He thought the boys were back in town. (laughs) And they they weren't. They were not back in town. The boys
3: are out of town. Um,
6: But no, I think, I mean, he he literally, and I love how you were talking to him. He addressed Jonathan and Troy. You said, neither one of those guys are here. What did he do? He kept on just talking. (laughs) Yeah and they try to get his through. point across so i mean you should i mean i think you should you i think you did the right thing you didn't answer because he did not ask you
3: uh chris said what about the call comedic call two seasons ago guy said he'd been in the pirate club forever and was going to stop donating uh i don't know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to dig in dive in and we're gonna do this every friday so i'll try to find some more funny calls from the past he said wait that was clip oh i did that <laughs> <laughs> oh, I called in at the end of a show, I think, one time. Is that what you're talking about? I forgot about that. I'll have to bring that back.
6: Yeah, Billy, you you stepped out. Somebody called in. Billy Weaver right. had to take the call.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, was right. an angry fan. He didn't know what he was talking about. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me of that, Chris. That was funny. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Brian North joins us. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. TCU. Solo bomb. They have a 1-0 lead over Oral Roberts as they play in Omaha day one of the College World Series on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. We're back with you, PRL after this.
5: Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. And take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping. You can also enjoy RV space and air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. 12 carries, 142 yards, three touchdowns. Should have gave him the ball more that day, Chandler. Yeah, I would say so. Talking about old Panther stuff, and I just remembered Tim Biakabatuka running all over Washington in 1999. And he only had 142 yards. I say only because he had, just in touchdown runs alone, 106 yards in the first quarter. We actually did a good job on him after that. Uh, that was a wild game that was a fun game that was a good Redskins team that uh, won the division won a playoff game the last Washington team to win a home playoff game 1999. God
6: we suck uh, that's one of the, the other night at trivia that was one of the uh, one of the first teams I, I blurted out when it said the 11 wins 11
3: win seasons for these teams. no uh-huh. 11 win seasons since 2010. there are three teams in the NFL. Washington, you got to go back to 91. 91. The other two, Jags and Dolphins, both did it in the 2000s. My dad was a senior here at ECU. Man, oh, man. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio live line and talk to Brian North here on this Friday. He joins us on the show. North, how are you doing today, man?
10: I am living, Clipper. I am
3: living living life uh I, we are in a bit of a dark time when it comes to sports still stuff going on you've got your u.s open and college world series major league baseball and uh, some things coming up this weekend but how about uh the big rock north and i was thinking about this you try to find interesting odd stories kind of put yourself in the in the middle of it all, I, I'm surprised you haven't done this or maybe you have done this and I just don't know. I'm surprised like Brian North hasn't done a a trip out on a boat like a, a fishing day at the big Rock. Uh, is that I don't know what's your, your thoughts on that? Would you be into that?
10: Yeah, uh, you know we we plan it or, or say we're gonna do it every year. The problem is it's a long day to do so and, and you don't know what time you're going to get back. so you basically can't count yourself for working that day. Uh, because you just don't know when you'll be back. So it's always just been logistically, do you take yourself out of the rotation when you only have six days of coverage as it is? Do you take yourself out? So I've just never taken myself out of the rotation uh, to do that. But we have had reporters go out before. The only one we've ever had witness a Blue Marlin be boated was a guy named Kyle Horan, and that was probably about 10 years ago. Um, so it's it's, it's hard uh, to gamble, right? It's fishing, and so... Um, most of the time, it's just a dud day on the sea, and we
3: don't see much when we send reporters out. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of uh, of sitting around time. There's an anticipation. And, uh, man, if you do get it, uh, that has got to be a, a really cool feeling. I saw a lot of the boats, uh, almost all the boats signed up for the tournament were out on the water today. So, I don't know. It, I know it's a, a very vast blue sea out there, but in my brain, it, it's like, uh, boats are right up beside each other, fighting for the same marlin. I know it's not like that, but uh, a lot of boats on the water today looks like.
10: Well, but but it kind of is because they're all looking for the Gulf Stream. They're all kind of trying to figure out where they're feeding, and they all kind of do their studying. So uh, even though it is a huge ocean, you know, they're all kind of looking for the same spots, like yeah. the feeding areas. And so um, when you see somebody, and you have to understand when they're when they're fishing for marlin, you know, those things go out. Like a mile when you catch them, and they dive and go off. Oh yeah! So yeah, it could be real easy if, if you've got somebody close by to get tangled lines, and you know no one wants to tangle their lines. So, um, but it's no, I, I've heard. When it's crowded out there, you, you can see other ships, and that always kind of makes you feel uneasy when you see other ships.
3: I don't know if uh, if MJ is out there on his boat, but uh I do know he's in the news for selling uh, the Charlotte Hornets. And for me personally, uh, all my owners are, are selling, which is a good thing. No Snyder, no MJ. Maybe uh, maybe we get some success with some of these teams. But saw uh, that coming out today, Brian, that uh, the Charlotte Hornets going to get a, a new front office look, it looks like.
10: Yeah, I haven't heard the reasons why, but obviously, you know, he's going to make a nice, healthy um, sum on his investment. And uh, maybe he's just tired of having to be a part of it. I I just haven't heard the reasoning behind it. But Michael's always made pretty good financial decisions before. So I'm sure he's probably going to make a nice chunk of change on his initial
7: investment.
3: Yeah, and um, whoever's golfing with him next week better be ready because uh, it's going to be some expensive golf games. Um, Some expensive uh, bets on the line. Speaking of betting, Brian... Uh, how about legalized gambling, sports gambling coming to North Carolina? You're going to have to wait until the next calendar year, but uh, that has been put into motion, right?
10: Yeah, yeah supposedly in January, there will be eight facilities in the state you can go to, and most of it you can do online uh, with your phone. Now, you tell me, I, I'm not a gambler, I don't ever place wagers. Does that make a difference that North Carolina has legalized it? Now, do you. Uh, Would As a North Carolinian, would you patronize only North Carolina businesses now? Does it really matter, outside of maybe the in-person experience, and those are limited with only eight spots, does that matter that uh, sports betting is now legalized in our state?
3: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I definitely think so, because unless, and there are folks, uh, I think there's like bookies on every corner, uh, but you, you have to, know these people and uh and form relationships with them and a lot of people don't have that a lot of people live a live a clean lifestyle like myself Brian um but now it is going to be so readily available like when I went to uh to New Jersey the last time it was during the ncaa tournament and I was I could have done it when I was driving through Virginia but I waited till I got to New Jersey and signed up for Uh, an online account with, I want to say DraftKings it was, and they give you some kind of bonus. So while I was there, I basically gambled with free money, ended up coming home with like, I don't know, 60 bucks when I drove home that Sunday. Made sure to go ahead and take it from my account while I was in New Jersey. I was wondering if it was all, like by the time I got to North Carolina, would it all be wiped out? I didn't know how it was going to work, but it ended up working out for me. But yeah, this is going to make it... um, easy and for I guess opponents to gambling too easy for people to just get on their phones and and lose their money um and I've I've never been to a live sportsbook Brian so I am looking forward to that experience as well watching games and everybody hooting and hollering and right. some people the happiest people on earth some people gonna have to tell their wives there's no uh you know electricity for the next month so like it's uh <laughs> there's pros and cons obviously but yeah this is gonna make it uh, super easy. Download an app, uh, put in your information, and bet on the game. That's kind of how it's going to go, I think, for people.
10: I guess, I guess in my mind, I thought you could just get online and gamble. That does problem no matter where you live.
3: So, what you, so now, Brian, and it's weird. They have some apps that do work where... And I don't know how they get around it or work around it, but there's like a prize picks app where people in North Carolina can go on. And and even more mainstream than that, you can do the DraftKings like daily fantasy stuff. Like I could make a lineup tonight with Acuna and Aaron Judge, whatever, and actually play and, and win and lose real money, but you can't actually bet on the games themselves. Like Braves minus 120, you can't do that. But there are workarounds where, for some reason, you can bet on an individual's performance but not on the team. Uh, now everything will be open to you. So, yeah, you're right. There are some things you can do currently, but you can't do everything, if that makes sense. And
10: that makes Ariel Epstein even more popular around Eastern North Carolina.
3: Yeah, now she can move back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was getting on me about gambling the uh, the other day. Really? Yeah, just um, – and and I ended up winning – uh, it was ECU. They were a huge favorite over uh, Oklahoma that Friday night, and I said, you know, lay it on the Pirates. And she said, you're doing all that. It, it, it was probably not a smart gambling move. It worked out for me, but I said, you know, Ariel, there's a reason you're where you are, and I'm where I'm at. Correct. So just let me do my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't you know you're hanging out with freaking Big Poppy or whatever. Leave the little people alone.
10: Yeah, little Pedro, Big Poppy, all those people. Yeah, we're just we're just peons from. From her beginning,
3: <laughs> Brian North, the head peon that got her where she is today, he take a little credit for that. How's your How's the Brian North coaching tree looking these days? Brian you got a lot of people that have gone on to big things.
10: Um, you know, not bad. I mean, Chris Haymeyer's done pretty yeah. good stuff with Campbell. Uh, nice man. Jason Brown is still over at the Spectrum in Charlotte and continues to do good work. Uh, Matt Trent in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, just waiting for a, a big job for him. Man,
3: I miss Matt Trent. He was, a, uh, he was a funny fella. He was a good guy.
10: I was just looking. He had told me something about one of his coworkers, so I had to go look up their bio just to see if this person that I envisioned could actually do the horrible things that he was saying. And so on their station website, they actually asked them questions in their bio, and, of course, Matt is as snarky as possible yeah. in his bio question asking. It was just hilarious. It had me laughing pretty good. So if you want to go check that out, just Google Matt Trent, Baton Rouge TV, and it should
3: pop up. But All right. I'll do uh, some of that reading later today.
10: Yeah, Matt is still Matt. You know, he, his social media footprint isn't so big anymore. He got banned from Twitter at some point. And- <laughs> You know, yeah. there's a big argument with uh, what's his name, the Jaguars quarterback, and so
3: again, my kind of guy. This is all reasons why I like Matt Tripp.
10: Yeah, yeah. So no, so Matt's done really well. And so yeah, we've had a few people that have done, you know, pretty decent. Obviously, Ariel's uh, more national, um, but yeah, life is. Uh, I, I can't complain. Derek Bain, uh, yeah, my longest tenured person is the sports director and kind of moving into news anchoring out in. Uh, 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 Iowa where he is Um, so he's doing really well in his hometown so no they've all everybody that I've I've worked with I think is it's done pretty good stuff or gone on to do pretty
3: good things. That's awesome, man. and a lot of them still in sports, maybe not necessarily doing the sports news TV thing, and uh, you see a lot of that, Brian, now I feel like, and maybe it's always been this way, but there are a lot of number two guys out here that, that I get to know and get them on the show, form a, a working relationship and some friendships with, and uh, some of those guys stay in it uh, a lot, get out of it, and I've seen that with like ECU marketing and 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 people just getting into different lines of work outside of what they were kind of going to do. Like um, Maskovich and, and Alex Walker are still in it. Chris Obarski, an example I thought of, formerly of WITN. Uh, got out of the business so i don't know some stay some go maybe i I don't know is it different than it used to be brian i mean you and Uh, and bailey and even weaver were able to get your you know sports director jobs somewhat early on in your careers right
10: yeah i mean we all worked hard for it and you know uh, there's luck that goes into it you have to be at the right place at the right time i would have stayed in Harrisonburg, virginia i was there six years i loved it it was my college town I tried to get out for the longest time, and when I finally said, you know what, this is a great place to live, I'll stay, that's when the job offer came open at Newburn, and when I looked at it, I just didn't know when my sports director was ever going to leave, J.J. <laughs> Davis, who's still a great friend, but I said, if I'm ever going to run my own department at 28, I need to go to Newburn, and I'll go there for five years, and I'll see what's next, and then 25 years later, I'm still waiting to see what's next. But, you know, you put yourself in those positions, And I'll tell you, the hardest thing in this business is to to have a family. I know Obarsky wanted to be a family man and wanted to have more normal hours. And and so that's kind of the hard part is when I spent, you know, 20 plus years uh, in this business, working the late nights and the weekends and the holidays and putting everything on hold for the job. But then when the right person and the family comes along, you have to make some decisions. And so that's kind of the hardest part is if you want to have a quote unquote normal life outside of TV, um, trying to figure
3: that whole thing out. Yeah, bro, we've had this discussion uh, a few times here of, of recently. It kind of came up Marcus Crandall and I talking to guys like, um, we were talking to Carlester Crumpler Sr., but we kind of talking about guys that just came here to East Carolina came to this region for a reason and then stuck around just stayed. and like Mike Steele from ECU basketball coach Mac McCarthy uh living around here Rick Smith uh, football coach we, we were just coming up with examples of, of people like that and like, we've talked to it with Bailey he's had some chances to leave and and I'm sure you have as well Brian but uh I don't you know you decided to uh to kind of plant your roots there in uh, in Eastern North Carolina in New Bern I guess right
10: Let's make this clear. I never had a chance to leave. No one ever wanted me outside. Know,
3: <laughs> that can't be true.
10: I just kind of said, you know what? They don't hate me here, so I might as well just stay and enjoy the ride. <laughs> and for me, I've always been a be where your feet are kind of guy, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I've sent a few tapes out. We all dreamed of ESPN at one time. But I've always been happy with the job I have. And looking for a job is a full-time job. <laughs> now, it's, and like, that's what happened with this job. Somebody came after me. And every time I've sent a tape, no one's ever called me back. So I've never had success looking, so I've always been kind of happy with the, with the job I'm at. and yeah. never thought I was good enough to go get a job, so I better work hard keeping the job I have. So uh, that's kind of was always always what I looked at. Now, every now and then, like somebody a couple of weeks ago offered me a pretty cool position with their company. Um, it was just talk, but it was flattering. Um, so it's nice to
3: have that, but it's rare that that happens. Yeah. Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio a Live Line here on. Oh, another guy that uh, got out of the sports business. So when I came to Pirate Radio, I kind of took over Josh Spence's role here at Pirate Radio and I remember Josh was telling me about the show he did and the guests he had on and one of his regular guests was Brian North and he was like this guy is great to talk to knows a little bit about everything um, and you know good conversationalist I would recommend calling him uh, early on, so I did, and I don't even know if we skipped a week. Josh left, I started doing a show, and Brian was on, and been doing it ever since. Uh, he's another guy that got out of it, Brian, but it's kind of how the whole Brian North-Clip uh, Rock conversations uh, weekly started.
10: Life is amazing sometimes when that happens. And we go back to Chris hot ameyer who we mentioned, who was a weekend sports guy for eight, for two years, then went to be the Kids and Indians voice. Now, you know, Chris met somebody later in life, and, and had some kids, and well, he's still occasional voice of the Camels, he's kind of been punted up the yeah. director chain, and he's taking <clears throat> more administration and teaching classes now, and he's made that adjustment. He's made Bowie's Creek his home, and so uh, that's been pretty cool for him. So life is all about adjustments and audibles and, and kind of getting everything that you want, both personally and professionally. doesn't always mean you make it to the, the major leagues or the upper level. Uh, it's just being happy with where you are doing what you're doing, And I think. If Clip Brock stayed at Pirate Radio the rest of his life, everybody would be happy because we'd be better for it because, you know, you do a great job. And, and you just you kind of enjoy those who excel at what they do and, and hope you can take advantage of them as long as as possible.
3: Brian North joining us. Uh, and enjoy talking with Brian North about sports and whatever else we can come up with on a bit of a slide sports weekend. Are you following uh, Omaha at all? You, you got rooting interest for the underdog, Earl Roberts, or – uh, I don't know. Any local guys, Brian? You, you following that?
10: Uh, Wake Forest mostly because it's been such a great story since 1955. Tom Walter, the head coach, gave a, pl- a kidney to a player many years ago. I mean, that's how invested that guy is in this program. and They're just so deep. And so Wake Forest has been a fun story to watch so far. You know, UVA, because of the connection with ECU, I'll keep an eye on them. Love the underdogs with Oral Roberts. And um, so, yeah, No, I, I'm always invested in Omaha. That's a place I've been to a couple times. I haven't been to the new stadium, the Schwab. I haven't been there since Rosenblatt. But um, love the environment, love the atmosphere, love the stories around it, so... No, I'll
7: I'll
3: definitely be keeping as watch of that as much as I can. U.S. Open going on out in L.A. I guess the big golf news since the last time we chatted, Brian, is Live uh, Tour and and PGA and World Tour all kind of coming together in the same umbrella. I still don't understand what that means and and how golf is going to look a year or two from now with schedules and who's playing and what. Uh, So I guess I'll just kind of wait and see on that. But um, I don't know. It does kind of show that, if there's a right or a wrong decision, at least financially, uh, well, Harold Varner made the right decision financially from the start. But now that if they are all coming back together, makes him and those guys kind of look even smarter, right?
10: Yeah, it's, it's, the whole thing is all these decisions are about money, right? And so the Live Golf Tour won. That's all they ever wanted was to be accepted by the PGA. The PGA tried to hold out; they couldn't do it finan- financially. So no, it's um, look the attorneys here. A guy like Harold Barner, did he really tarnish his reputation by going to the live tour? I mean, maybe if Phil Mickelson does, maybe some of these other guys. But uh, I, I don't know how much Harold made. But winning the one tournament, he makes four million dollars. And the only problem with those guys is they probably can't wear shorts again when they come back. So, yeah. Um,
3: I was wondering, do you have a happy medium, and maybe they wear capris or something like? Yeah.
10: I've always been. I've always said to do things in golf. Let them wear shorts and let the fans scream at them like you do at normally a normally sporting event. I would love to see those changes.
3: Absolutely. Just uh, you're on the 18th putting and the crowd's doing chants and oh, yeah. doing Cameron crazy stuff at you. Uh, I,
10: yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, chant would be, uh, Noonan chant would be uh, Noonan chant uh, would be Noonan. Yep. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what the you know there was talk about uh, team events and what's going to happen. I look. It's funny that the commissioner what was his name, Moynihan... Uh, you know, the stress got to him this week and he had to take a vacation, stuffed with all that Saudi money in his fat pocket. So, uh, all about money, brother. All about
3: God, money. I would love to have that stress just for one day, one weekend, you know? Yeah.
10: Yeah, death threats against you. Okay, well, let me just take my billion dollars they just handed me and I'll just go somewhere else for a while.
3: I'm scared to go on the yacht. They might find me out there. I guess I'll go in my mansion bunker that I have in another country.
10: Rich get richer, man.
3: Yeah. Brian, um... Nuggets win the series. I think Bam Adebayo won, for, at least for people that maybe only watched the playoffs, only watch the NBA Finals. You don't know a lot about the Heat. You don't know a lot about Bam. Uh, I think he's a winner because, man, he he was really good uh, in this series uh, against the Nuggets despite losing.
10: Uh, Average double-double. The problem is the guy he was guarding a lot averaged a triple-double. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Bam has been great. It's just, you know, I don't know if he's that number two scorer that he'd need to win. He's probably a good number three option, yeah. but uh, they need to find that number two. Scoring was the problem. Defense, they played great. They just couldn't score enough.
3: North, uh, always enjoy the chat, man. Uh, what you got planned for the weekend with the fam? And
10: get helping. i just been dealing with the, the crud going around. Yeah.
3: got a little crud as well. You know where you get, what is it, like maybe a sinus inf- where everything kind of smells the same, that bad, oh. you know what I'm saying? I don't know yeah. if I'm explaining it right, but I think I got that going on.
10: Now I got uh, whether it's, uh, it's bronchitis or pneumonia, who knows?
3: Uh, I have
10: a theory. Uh, one of my wife's coworkers went to Australia about a month ago, and she came back with some sort of kangaroo flu, and no one's been right since. So I, I blame her on that. But it's been uh, <coughs> it's been rough, man. It's uh, rattling when you talk. You know how that is. You mm. can tease in and go into coughing fits. So hopefully, just trying to get healthy this weekend. All
3: right, heal up, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. See you, man. You got it. You got a Clipper. Brian North joining us, Pie Radio Liveline here on a Friday. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up our number one. Oral Roberts has the lead, a two-run, two-out shot to give them a two-to-one lead over TCU. Backside, oppo guapo for number 12, Onion. A lot of mustaches going on with Oral Roberts. That was a good call there, Chandler. It was good. We'll wrap up Hour 1. Tony Dunn coming up Hour 2. More to go after this. Trey Robinson.
7: You're back, you're back. You take control. you move moving into my heart. You're mean to myself. Get out of my way. And if the elevator tries to break you down,
1: You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients. With influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 530 to 7. And for more details, check out DapHouseNC.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip.
3: All right. Uh, I do realize we're a break behind, Shirley. Yes, so I know. So we'll either find a spot to get it in or... We'll do Chandler and I's favorite thing, which is our live reads of the commercials at the end of the show to talk about our great sponsors. I'm going to go see one of our great sponsors tonight because I want to get my hands on a $12 bacon and onion pizza from Familia.
6: I saw saw that was the pizza of the week, and uh, man... Did I enjoy the pizza of the week last week? If you missed out, you missed out. Buffalo, Buffalo chicken Buffalo chicken pizza. Yeah. At familia was phenomenal this week. It is the onion and bacon like clip said no, So go and take it take advantage of a great deal. Pizza of the week each and every week. Check them out on social media at Familia. That's Familia.
11: You need to go there. My son is waiting tables
3: there tonight. So ask for Michael.
11: Hey, go sit down and tip him, man. Our family could use it.
3: Uh, <laughs> help out the Dun family. Uh, Pike with a good question on YouTube. Chandler, where do you take your darling this weekend? What do you mean by darling? The one that we had to pay for. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't did, even I I have I don't, it. I don't think he's referring to that. Oh, but that is that a cr- good <laughs> reference. Um, I don't know. Do you have a darling? No, not at the moment. Okay. Not at the moment. I've watched that. I can that always Paul go Pierce. on
6: Wanda and find a girlfriend of the day.
3: Findagirlfriend.com. Uh, oh Shirley's on the phone. Shirley, do we still have Paul Pierce from last week, or did you delete that? I, uh, Paul Pierce number one. I've listened to it like seven times. Oh, since, Actually, since? you did know
11: you what? You videos? have to watch the video. Yeah, it's the like nine hundred times better. I know. And <laughs> <laughs> the best, there is this one spot clip where he's like, uh, "Oh, Kevin Garnett goes." Tell me later, P. Tell me later, P. And you look at
3: Paul Pierce, and he's like, I got to tell him. He looks like a kid He's like, I got to tell him. And All right, yeah, just hit number one real quick, where he's talking about, I think it's number one. Hit it. Kevin.
1: Camille. Hey, how you Camille? doing? Camille. Nice. Camille, nice to meet you. That's right, Formula One everywhere, ain't it? The one, so this is my girlfriend for the
6: day. They got a website that you can hire girlfriends for the day.
4: Oh, man. <laughs> so I got oh, a girlfriend.
6: Stop, oh, man. <laughs>
0: stop.
7: stop. stop.
6: Uh, man. Our for the Stop, man. I went on the website and I hired a girlfriend. Right I don't know. Look, at, look, look Look, Collins, there go Collins. Collins, Look at D-Wade one Doing every everything day. you can to change ah,
2: the subject. Man. You start that website. I mean, live stream, we're live. <laughs> we're streaming. Whenever you're saying, they can hear you. So Chandler. Shout out to everybody who joined us on the...
6: And you know what? I feel bad for that girl because he's calling no, her No, you out.
11: don't. If you saw her on this side, she was totally, that's what she was there for. She was there taking se- her, to her Instagram numbers up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Don't people- feel sorry for her. Feel sorry for Kevin Garnett. <laughs> was oh, yeah. Hey, we live. We're, we're live on air. Or the guy that almost got beat down for uh, not throwing a lighter.
3: All right. couple of things. TCU just tied it up two to two. I just explained to Joey who that why Chandler is a sports guy, and I can't take it away from him. But God, I want to take it away so bad because... It's an honest mistake. But it's a non-sports guy mistake. We're watching the game. Guy hits a home run. Chandler points to it. It's a replay. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But just, you're a sports guy. You sign, we signed the contract. I wasn't paying attention, and I looked. Exactly. I mean, he's only trying to do a radio You know radio how many and look, and Come I don't on. want to—
6: Cut him a break. I don't want to expose myself. Definitely don't want to do that. But it happens a lot, especially at sports bars. It happens a lot. At tiebreakers during I know. The football season, I know. where I think that something's happening, and then they show it. It's halftime. They're showing the half, the first half highlights.
3: Here's one difference, though. There, there are twelve TVs, eight games going on at once. This is the only game happening I know. on the only TV. I know.
6: And I probably should have known that uh,
3: it was it was a replay because the
6: bug wasn't up there. I don't know, I know. I know. exactly. I, I look hey. up. See, but that's a good
3: sports guy tendency to have right yes. there. Okay. I
11: don't know if this ever happens to you, but um, what happens when you're at a sports bar and you call out a replay and it turns out that it was a replay and not the game, that's the Chandler move. Three minutes later, he's like, have you guys ever talked about that? Yeah, we just talked about it, Chandler. <laughs> So you're sorry. I didn't follow
3: that. Right, at all. I, I don't get what you're. Are you Chandler saying that is an, is an example of like Chandler's repeating stuff? Chandler, like three minutes later, would be like, "Have you guys ever talked
11: about this?" Right. Chandler, Chandler is right, like yeah. living. I was trying to pull a Chandler on the back of a Chandler.
3: It Didn't work. Oh. Somehow the wires are crossed. Chandler's living like three or four minutes behind <laughs> That's the rest so of us. That's true. That he's a, trying to catch up, and you do a good job. But you are right now it's 404 in your world. We're at 407 408. We're on break. Yeah.
6: <laughs> so this is how my life is. You ever watch the news? You ever watch uh Sports Center? Or they go out live to somebody and they say, "Well, how are things down there over there, Jeff?" Jeff's like,
11: <laughs> <laughs> "It's the
3: WITN. Yeah, the delay going." Yeah. Yeah, I'm right here, that's Jeff. Great,
7: that's great. <laughs> that's you're, how
3: I live my life. You're just on a few minutes of a delay. Chandler, the how are things there in Greenville? <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> 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 laughing at the joke that he said five minutes earlier.
3: Yeah, Charles, I'm here. Yeah, Charles,
6: everything's great down here.
3: <laughs> hey, I think you have accomplished quite a bit to have that disability. You know what I'm saying? Like it's awesome to make it to where you have is pretty impressive. <laughs> there you go. Keep it up. Yes, Clip. It is pretty impressive. <laughs> Keep it up. Well uh, done. All right. So well done. you're done. That's <laughs> oh, oh hey. Oh. Somebody's hot. Heat on up, man. Did you write that joke? Get hot. He wrote that one yesterday. had it ready to four go to minutes bed. ago. Uh, (laughs) Tony, uh, do we have any current stuff to talk about? Uh, If not, I have some non-current stuff. Not really. No, not especially
11: is that um, (coughs) I guess it's just Brian Burns. We talked about him moving to number zero last last week. So, yeah.
3: that's. And you don't like it. Hey, let's do this. I think I've changed my mind. Uh, So, Joey, you met Joey, right? Yeah. He's doing a great job. Joey. Y'all are both in the big hair Joey. In the great hair club. By the way, his name is Joey. It's J O W I. Oh,
11: so it's not. So it's not, it's not Joey. It's Joey. You can say it like it's normally said. No, <laughs> no, Joey, no, no, it's Joey. no Joey.
3: It's not like that. It's
11: like it's like if you phonetically spelled a Yankee accent. But
3: the Joey. <laughs> the, the, no, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Puerto Rican. <so> you're not <laughs> far you off. Uh, the real problem is we need to change the way we've been saying Joey our whole lives. Jo Joey, Joe E, Joe A. It's hard Joey. not to put that W in there, though, right? Joey, Joey, E.
11: <laughs> think about that tonight. I bet you this is the first time he's ever heard this uh, somebody just talk about. <laughs> oh no, it happens all the time. I promise that you. Was, yeah,
3: <laughs> and he's tired of it, but uh, we're gonna keep it going. All right. So, what was I gonna say? Oh, Brian Burns changing his number to zero, and yeah. Joey likes it. Tony didn't like it because Tony's an old man, but I think I'm changing. You're coming, coming around. around. Because I'm starting to think of him as an outside linebacker
11: now. Exactly. So it's like it's not thinking so much in the defensive front end. And he kind of fits his frame nice. And he kind of looks like a, like almost the super emblem on his chest. Like exactly. towards the Spider-Man. I like how he like yeah. plays
4: on the whole Spider-Man yeah. role. And not only is he like... One of our best player, if not our best player, and he, he even a X factor to him, you
6: know. And he he even mentioned this when he talked to the media right after he changed his number. And he said in that comment, he said it a lot of it has to do with being in sort of a new position in this new defense with Ivorow or whatever yeah. his name is. He said because I'm going to be standing up, I'm going to be on the edge, and I think that just kind of fits that mold of the player I'm going to be. um so i mean i think it looks good and i think like you said it's kind of like the it's form fitting and it
11: looks like it reminds the spider spider-man's got the spider right on his chest and i won't say it looks like a spider but it just (laughs) makes me visually think of that yeah definitely you can make that connection i I wonder it it. It looks slick i wonder what joe horn is sitting there going is like man back in my day when we celebrated we would have shot weapons out Imagine, because Joe Horn used to pull the cell phone phone out. Imagine that he'd probably like, man, if you could use props.
3: (laughs) He would actually have like the webs on his wrist or whatever. Speaking
11: of Joe Horn, can his son please stay healthy? No.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's going with the injury-prone tag on uh, I, think
11: I Man, this is what's wild is on the podcast, we just over-talk everything, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. that's the whole point yeah. of it, I guess. And then, so people are like, oh, I think it's a difference between being injury-prone and having soft tissue injuries versus breaks. <laughs> and then it's like all of these like little incremental differences between injury-prone, uh, bad luck, and now I've now I make I found a way to appease everybody. It's just he's not all right. So he's not injury prone. Might not be bad. He's just got accident prone.
3: <laughs> it's just accident. He just he has a handler. He needs a helper. Random
11: accident broke his foot. Uh, non-contact like rolled his ankle training. You know, is got his hands foot? squished in a helmet.
6: Now the the foot that he is out for right now no. is it the same one?
11: I've heard one? no. I've okay. heard no. And then my other question is about another injury prone player or person and that is dante jackson and i hadn't thought about this is i asked joe person on twitter he never responded back is the turf toe and the because he suffered an achilles injury are those on the same foot or are they different you know so these are all things we want i guess know about these people's medical histories
3: yeah i, I, I injuries are a tough discussion because we're, we're fat guys sitting around calling a guy soft basically Ooh, I no no no. I wouldn't say soft.
11: I, would, I say this sometimes. When you they call train a guy injury so You
3: always get hurt. It sounds like you're calling a guy soft, whether you are or not. Yeah,
11: I, I don't know. Sometimes I think they push uh. their bodies so far to the limit. It's like a like a rubber band that could just like snap it. So and you're calling like, them too hard. Yeah, they're like working too much maybe. Maybe they should chill, <laughs> chill. out. You know, Christian McCaffrey looked like he was going to explode out of his skin at some point. <laughs> you know, what I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. They're ac- he's accident prone. At this. He's just unavailable at this moment. How about that? I don't you know, he's a great player when he's on the field they say, but I never see him on the field.
3: there's no way there's there's a way, but are there more injuries now than there were 40 or 50 years ago? Or is it that we are more careful and we have more doctors to specify? Like, I don't... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember hearing ACL, and I wasn't around, but like reading about ACL injuries... In the '70s and '80s, like we, because they today. were just like smoking cigarettes and drinking Budweiser. They just it's called like, it like a <laughs> knee contusion. Yeah, like I was
4: going to say, back in the day, they probably just played on most.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and you just didn't diagnose it, and you play and just see what happens. So it
11: is. I mean, these the way people train and what they're pushing their bodies to do
3: is far different than it was in 1970. I think I feel like I know what you're doing here but recently i saw on facebook you won some award for the gym that you go to and you want me to bring it up and talk about. oh no no no. (laughs) honestly i meant have i told you congrats on that that was two months ago though it was not it was a month ago month Month and a half that that's how long i've been waiting to tell you and i keep forgetting every time i see you but that, that was cool what'd you do what'd you get
11: I rode uh, an assault bike It's like uh the farthest in one minute out and of the By the whole way, gym folks, the I'm whole... all
3: for bike uh Americans having bikes, but I don't think we should have assault bikes. No,
11: they're brutal. They I mean they are <laughs> what, the, what is an assault does bike? It beat assault, you? yeah, pretty does much it have just, guns on does the this side?
6: Bike literally have hands <laughs> just just your fan,
11: man. It's just a fan and it's like uh it's not a bike that you can like change the resistance on. It's just naturally awful. Yeah. And so, I mean, it just, it's, it's not like them old uh, exercise bikes where you could like turn that little knob and juice it up. It's just like, if you go <laughs> slow, it stinks. If you go fast, it stinks. It just, it assaults your legs. But you assaulted your the lungs. assault bike. I did. I did all right on that one. I didn't win the jump rope contest this past two weeks ago, and I was really down about that because I like to jump rope. <laughs>
3: All right, It's actually very hard to jump rope for it's a minute. It's a good workout. Yeah, insane. I always wanted to jump rope like a boxer. You know, you see those videos. The double? I can't get that. The double, double. man. Eric said, assault bikes don't need any baseball cards in the spokes. No, they don't. No more. Jamie said, people are stronger and faster now. Working out more. So, hurts more. More injuries. It's like... Like Brian Aragpo used to tear his peck every time he'd lift weights. I
11: think you can play, uh, you could have played through things more in the past. And not that you weren't hurt. It's just like now if you are a hair slow, you're getting smoked. And I wonder if like fast guys, you know, I don't know. They were not just crazy athletic. And I don't want to say like you're saying as we're a couple of fat guys sitting around. We don't want to talk junk about people in the 70s who were out there playing football. I still wouldn't have been able to do it then. But... It is like the they've they they've been training since they were eight. Right, Bryce Young has had a personal quarterback coach, I think, since he was like nine years old. Yeah, you know and, what I mean.
3: And you're right. And back then, but like we talk about it leading up to football seasons now, where high schools have training programs, parents are putting their kids in it younger yeah. and younger. Like back then. I just wanted my own baseball bat. You probably didn't. (laughs) If you were an athlete, you might have ran outside or something like. But you weren't training until you got to your school or. It has probably only been the last twenty years, to be honest. You know, I mean,
11: since maybe around, I mean, since we got to the two thousands and beyond. I mean, because we were in high school in the nineties, and I mean, I don't remember it being. Well, now there's like uh, there's all these places around town that you can go hire someone to be a baseball pitching coach or something for yeah. so we do push harder but that's i mean everything is professional now too so who knows how that contributes to injuries i think when i'm when coming back to jc horn and let's just kind of instead of just vaguely talking about the changes and in his injuries over time it's just like when you get one injury i've heard this from some players where you start compensating a little bit. So if like, all right, so I got up my my hammies a little strained or something. So I'm kind of nursing that. And then because I'm compensating for that injury, it leads to like my yeah, left. My, yeah, another injury. And so you just wonder. I got a great fact. They're that like story about complimentary, that. Injuries, <laughs> complimentary injuries. Complimentary injuries. When I was
3: at Disney World last time and oh, I God. wore the wrong shoes and my foot oh, started hurting God. terribly. So I had to adjust the way I walked. And then two days later, my other foot hurt worse than the other foot. Yes, (laughs) yes. That's my unathletic fat guy. I can relate to these athletes, folks. Totally. Because of of something like that. All right, uh, let's take a break. Tony, today we are going to... If you can... God, this will be tough for me. But if you can, put all biases aside and... You can't choose the Panthers. You're going to choose what team, if you could have their whole history, and you can brag about that, talk junk to your friends about it, you have their whole history, and you're a fan today. That's question one. What team would you pick in the NFL? Got it. Question two, since your football-watching life started, which for you was what year? The Julius Peppers? Yep, 01. So since 01, 01 to now, what team would you choose to be a fan of? And then... You mean non-Panther or... Non-Panther. Okay. Unbiased. And then question three is, for the next seven years, you get to pick a team to be a fan of. Who's got a window open right now? And uh, what team would you pick? So we'll do that. When we return, Pirate Radio Live, that's how we have a meeting on the air. Back with you after this.
11: (laughs)
1: you're listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show
5: Welcome back. Christie's EuroPub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from... Eleven to four. For the la- for the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit Christie's Europub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy uh, enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, TCU runner on first, nobody out in the seventh inning. As uh, it is a two-two game in Omaha game one of the college world series on the buccaneer music hall school board presented by the buck Buck. do a quick check-in still waiting on some of yesterday's leaders to tee off today they're playing out in los angeles so some later tee off times we have a new leader though wyndham clark is nine under par ricky fowler and xander Shoffley about to tee off scotty scheffler later this hour bryson de uh, either about to get underway or is underway. So you still got some big names who have not began their round today. John Rahm is another. So uh, be some night golf going on tonight once we're done here at Pirate Radio Live. Also, Virginia and Florida coming up tonight in Omaha. All right, Tony done here. So here's uh, today's question. We're going to sit a, set aside our fandoms that we currently have. And we're kind of like doing a draft, but we're all going to pick our number one. And the first question is, if you could take a team to be a fan of for their entire history. So you get all the rings, you get in in the argument at the bar, you can go to whatever you want to and say, this is my team. They've always been my team. Tony, you said this was an easy answer. I thought it was two. So I'm interested to see if we have the same one. Uh, but we'll go ahead and start with you. Who do you got? Mine's the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Let's go, let's go around the horn, and then we'll explain our answers. Who you got, Chandler? Uh, mine was the 49ers. Okay. Joey, who you got?
6: Uh, I'm throwing off the 49ers. I'm not going to lie.
3: I don't uh, have the Niners either.
4: Uh, Personally?
3: Yeah. I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, Make sure you're talking to the mic, Joey.
4: Got you. Um, I, for their history.
3: You get the whole history. Who's the best? Basically, I'm asking who has the best franchise in football history that's still around today.
4: I don't like making this pick. Genuine as a oh man,
3: but I'll take Patriots. Okay. All right. I'm going. I, I thought it was easy. I'm going Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. That's a good one. Because, and I'll explain. I mean, you got just look at games today and look at their home games, obviously. Look at the road games and how many towels invade. Look at the past with the steel curtain, the Big Ben era. They freaking never have a losing record. Like, that is uh, a franchise I would like to be associated with. I could go to the past. I could somewhat go to the present. We'll see what Pickett does. But um, I'm going Steelers. You went Niners, and I understand why. Rich history and their Super Bowls. They don't have a lot of down years either. Well,
11: I I think, too, the difference and why I would pick (laughs) them still over the Pittsburgh Steelers is that, and and this is clearly before our time, is the Pittsburgh had that run in the late 70s, I believe. And there were some questions about, like, how good Bradshaw really was. Was this team that great And and what I'm—and I don't know. I don't know the details of it, but I know for certain those San Francisco 49ers <laughs> teams with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and then Steve, Steve yeah, like, they were— Great, great, they were great. So I don't. There's no argument that somebody's going to make one day in the bar and say, "Oh, well, Bradshaw will not that good of a quarterback." You're not ever going to say that about Joe Montana. You're never going to say that about Jerry Rice, and that's it. Like I think, hands down, and now they're still and they're relevant again
3: they are they are relevant they, they've had dips like every NFL franchise has but they have been consistent winners
11: yeah and then I don't know and I, I never really liked ben, ben Roethlisberger as a person
3: yeah I, I get that that's fine he won one Super Bowl the Steelers was two Did
11: he only he had one two. yeah, he, yeah he, he got two because he got one as uh, he year. won
3: really early on his rookie I think he, he won as Steelers. a rookie and then beat the Cardinals Santonio Antonio Holmes' catch. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he has his two rings. All right, so Steelers, Niners, and you said Patriots, which gets us to question two. In your football-watching life, who would you be a fan of? I mean, that is an obvious answer. It's got to be the Patriots, right, Tony? For the last 22. I'm going right. since 95. You're going since 02 or whatever, 01, whatever you said. I mean, who else would you take? There is no other option. What if
11: could you? Could I not pick a team and just pick one person, Andy Reid? And like, oh, oh, I'll cheer for Philly with Andy Reid, and now I'm on the Kansas City Andy Reid. Like, I mean, you can it's like but, that the the NFC yeah. and then the AFC Andy Reid. Like, I mean, you they're can, almost the same team. But
3: you would have been sick of it, like not winning a Super Bowl for all those years, right? Yeah. You would have got tired of But, I mean, that's, that's a, a good point. That's a good example, I guess. Of I not think of anybody
11: else that's had any. I mean, maybe the the Steelers are in there
3: for the last 20
11: years. They've been, like you said, they've won. They've had some Super Bowls in there and they've been consistent throughout.
3: Another good one, I think, is. And again, I think Patriots is the. Chandler, who was you? Green Bay. Your
6: Since 2011, the Patriots.
3: And then, Six. are there any other options? Uh, oh, yeah. this. Ooh, I was going to say I have another option Seahawks
4: for me cuz maybe I guess when you get more mature and you really start learning about football it was about 2014 2015 for me. And Legion of Boom. So yeah, Legion of Boom. Got Russell Wilson, you got Marshawn Lynch. Uh, that was for would, me was fun.
3: What about the Peyton Manning Colts? Yeah, and and you had some luck in there too, but Yeah, just that I the pa- no, But you know how about what? this it's one? The Patriots it is the Patriots, what? but I'm
11: going to see- just be honest. I cheered for the Patriots one year. And that was the year that, not like I, oh, cheered, I cheered for them for above the, the, you know, the Panthers oh. or anything, but I cheered for them when Randy Moss went there and I had, I traded for Randy Moss and he was still on in Oakland and I gave like a fourth round pick and then he got traded to the Patriots Man, that same year. year. And I had, and I guess who I had drafted as a quarterback. Tom Brady. So this that run where they were almost undefeated my fantasy team. I didn't even have to start other players, dude. I just put in my quarterback in Randy Moss and and just steamrolled everybody. So I was kind of rooting for them to have that undefeated season that year, Randy, man. And I love Randy Moss is one of my top players, maybe top 3 players Definitely. of another team. That I love the most, and I was just watching his highlights yesterday, a two days ago clip, and I think when you go back and watch his highlights, you just don't even under- you don't even know how good he is because it doesn't look hard. Uh, he has
3: uh, it, on his birthday every year, I see a highlight tape is put out. Of his fifty-plus yard receptions, not his entire career <laughs> highlights. It's only fifty-plus yard it's catches. Like four and a half minutes. It's long. longer than that. It's crazy. And like the yeah, he's amazing. he didn't
11: have to. He just ran straight.
3: Yep, <laughs> and threw his hand up. He threw put the hand up. It was awesome to watch. Uh, he was every so time tall. he caught a ball, there was always at least two guys around him. Maybe yeah. three sometimes. Like it, it wasn't like he was one on one. Yeah.
11: Uh, and there's, I mean, there kind of is an argument that he's the best receiver ever. But, I mean, then... Then you look at
3: Jerry Rice's yeah, numbers. Yeah,
11: and they you just say... The, the uh, reason
3: we say that, uh, Jerry Rice did not look like he should be the best receiver ever.
11: How did he do all that for so... I mean, for so long? I mean, in a time, too, where it's not like you were passing the ball as as yeah. much as they are today but the numbers their Jerry I'll Rice's numbers broke. are kind of like Wayne Gretzky's numbers yeah. where it's just like so far it almost it's the Wilt Chamberlain 100 point game like yeah. I saw this this thing and it was on VHS when I was like nine and it was like the Wilt Chamberlain game was not a hundred point game, and somebody put an extra zero up or something, and like, so it seems so absurd to think you could score a hundred points in a game that somebody can just question its reality. That's how Jerry Rice's numbers
3: are. All right, another the Patriots are the answer for the question we're talking about, but another since my watching in '95 started, another team I think it would be a good example is the Ravens. Every year they're in the playoffs. They've won, yeah, two Super Bowls in that time, and are always consistently number number good. Even when they're bad, they're good. They're pretty good.
11: Playoffs are, every year. You're right. So I think they're, they're since Harbaugh took over. Well, no, it was even before Harbaugh,
3: right? Who was there? They had the guy. Um, so great thirty for thirty. If you missed it, which I did for a while, the the bullies of Baltimore is an awesome 30 for 30. I think you'd like it too, Tony. Yeah. That was around the time you started watching. Uh, I didn't realize Brian Billick was such a hilarious a-hole. He was a great a butthole. Really? Talk junk. All the uh, – they got great behind-the-scenes clips. I forgot about this, but they played the Titans. That was a huge rivalry for a couple years. And he um, – Do you like him more or less after this? I like them more because I like junk talkers. But um, So he's like, one thing we're going to do after they beat the Titans on their field and uh, Sports Illustrated had the Titans are the best team in the NFL. He said, one thing we are going to do is respect our opponent. We're going to shake their hand. We're going to say, you're a good team. We're going to do that. And then he said, all right, cut all the cameras off. Cut all the cameras off. And paused and he's like, after Titans, let's get everybody went crazy. Those mother efforts. like it just went off on him, and that was the kind of guy. And he was. somebody left the camera on. Oh yeah, It was no. Oh, it's uh, it's off. There's it's no off. video of it, but it's all audio oh, okay. of him saying all nice. this stuff. It was great. All right, now Jamal Lewis. Yep, two thousand yard season. Sold a lot of weed. Did he? Was it weed? Let's see, Jamal Lewis. Oh, I got
1: a cool State. story about that, too. I think it was Not a, uh, about the weed,
3: but a football player and, like, kind of bizarre... Oh, yeah, a little cocaine on him as well. Oh, it looks like it was just cocaine. Anyway, it was a whole lot of drugs. I do remember that. But uh, he could run the football. All right, next seven years, pick a team to be a fan of because you think they're going to win multiple Super Bowls, be in the running for a Super Bowl every year. Who do you got? Buffalo Bills. They're an option. Because they're on the table. Carolina
11: because Panthers, I baby. Just, I was waiting yeah. for my pick, man. All, all right, y'all
3: Panthers. are excluded
11: from this chat. I'll just talk to we you. We can't know. yeah, we can't pick the Panthers now. Come on, guys.
6: Um, but as long as Sean McDermott is the head man in Buffalo, I feel like they're always gonna have a strong defense. Defense wins okay. championships right. games. I, I know
11: who
3: I got.
6: Well and also you're going to have Josh Allen as your quarterback, but well, that's what
3: I was about to say. I I agree with your first statement when you brought in the defense. I was going to say, okay, keep McDermott, uh, but Josh Allen leaves. Then what do you got? But you said defense, so I'll give you I'll give you that point. Yes, yeah, point, so Chandler.
6: As long as Sean McDermott is their coach, I'm relying on their defense to win them championships. And then you look at the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, you look at Josh Allen,
3: Madden Cover Boy,
6: Stephon Diggs, and I think that the Buffalo Bills could be a place for a lot of these top wide receivers in the league, that could be a top landing spot. At least a top three, a top five landing spot in the league for some of these top wide receivers who are testing free agency. So I think you have hope there to build on from that duo in Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So
3: Tony, who are you taking, other than the Panthers?
11: You know, it's going to sound hypocritical, and I really feel sorry that I did this. I turned my back on a Pison one time, one time. I got to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick (laughs) Sirianni. I doubted... Man, an Italian dude coaching a football team, head coach of a, a pro football team in Philly. Jalen
3: Hurt, yeah, he likes to mix it up too. He'll talk on he the sidelines. He got a cool
11: look. He always now he's in the press conferences and that, and he's gone so far and he's had success. Now he believes like he's he doesn't have to like humble himself. Oh no! And he wears that. He wears a visor with a pin on the forward look and the tip, and it's like a marker or something. He's
3: always he's got a he's. My pie's on. All right. And, and Jalen Hurts. They have an insane roster. They have a yeah. talented young quarterback. I think that's a good call. Joey?
4: I'm stuck between two teams, but I'll go with what I feel will win the championship more than the other. It's got to be the Cincinnati Bengals. That, oh, I, that's, that's a a another one. option. That's too. a great Joe one. Burrow, Joe Burrow
11: is the coldest dude in the world. I
6: mean, yeah. The weapons on that offense, T. Higgins, Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase, you got Joe Mixon. I mean... Uh, T Higgins as,
4: is going to go off this year with that that jersey change. I'm telling you right now, his number, yeah. his uh, uh,
3: his college number, right? Uh, they five. were Yeah, yep,
4: yep. The other team, team was going to be either the Dolphins, but I'm not big on two. I'm going to be
3: honest. I thought about them too. Uh, maybe I'm outside the box here, but I'm taking the Jaguars. A because I like Lawrence and the roster they've assembled, but B, what are the other teams in that division doing right now? We'll see what Stroud is in Houston. But and and who knows Anthony Richardson, but are we really counting on them guys to be elite? You got the Titans in there as well. They drafted the guy. from Yeah, it's uh, nice to have seen the Kentucky. quarterback already. Will Levis. Yeah,
6: they they got Will Levis. They also have Malik Willis that they took last year.
3: Well, we you saw him. Ryan, you got Ryan Tannehill. I just I don't under. like any of these other teams. I think the Jaguars are going to play home playoff games for the next three years, and all they got to do then is win a couple, and you're in the Super Bowl. They got yeah. weapons around And I lives. like their offense. I like their team. And I'll go back to the I team. I like their coach, Tony, the guy that Philly fired. Oh, <laughs> he's awesome, dude. Did yeah. you see
11: that they went and played paintball together? Yes, And, and, Jones, and We posted yeah. about that. And yeah. he stood up and got lit up. <laughs> I have one of the – if we have time, I have a hypothetical question for you. All right. For everybody is if you could change one play in the history of your team – for the butterfly effect of what it would do differently not just for one moment in one game even but you could even think for the trajectory of the future kind of like going back and back to the future where he gets the betting book you know and he can go like and he has the book that's going to tell you like if you could change one thing that's going to butterfly effect change the world of
3: football what would it be this is going to be dark okay um so week 10 i googled it up week 10 2007 uh sean taylor was injured and it was against the eagles and his injury is why he was not with the team when he was murdered, oh man! So, so that I'm, would have changed. His I'm changing whole life. that play because not only do maybe those whole events don't happen, but with him on that team, he's in his prime. Then he's young, like maybe they win more, win a lot more. He's he made the team cool, and people wanted to go play there. They got Portis in a trade, but they got God, the Santana he would Moss. Blow people up, yeah. dude. So that's.
11: That's a good one. I don't know if that's great. That one's like just a little too sad for me. But (laughs) but overall, because then it makes it sound like, oh man, we could really save a life at this moment. Maybe I
3: don't need to be. And the the Washington hasn't been close enough to be like so in 1999 they had a field goal attempt to beat the bugs if they win that game they're in the nfc championship against the greatest show on turf which they probably don't win that game anyway so i would change that one just to see what would have happened in the nfc championship but i feel like this one and jerry's got a good one and we'll get to you guys but he says rg3 in the seahawks game that's a great example too which he was already hurt, but if he didn't get even more hurt, what could happen to his career? I think that's a good one too, Jerry, for a Washington fan. Alright, now we go Panthers fans. What do y'all got? Ours is like pretty simple. It could be
11: like any of seven plays that John could Casey have... John Casey kickoff. <laughs> I don't think we would have
3: <laughs> won I'm going still. Either,
6: I'm either going Cam Newton not jumping on the fumble. Well, that doesn't count. because Ca- we were Cotry, the catch? Kotry's Ca- catch was going to be my next one. Either him just catching the ball where they didn't have to look at it or them getting the call right because he caught the ball. First
11: down, change of field, no strip Can I take away
6: the Von Miller strip side? Yeah,
11: that's what it was. Can I take away
6: that? Because I feel like if you take away that, the momentum's not on their side. And I think, I mean, I really think that we're Super Bowl champions if that
4: that one play doesn't happen. Uh, For me, non-Panthers... I want to go with the... Oh, no, you shoot. can go Panthers. I can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah You're, sure. well, for the sake of it, just to switch okay, it Okay, all right, cool. I think everybody loves and knows this moment. They should have gave the ball to Marshawn Lynch.
3: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a great one. Yeah, and that's a good one. It doesn't do much for, like, the Patriots' legacy is still a thing, but... I don't know, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. So that would have given them, what, two Super Bowl? That
4: would have given them two Super they Bowls. They hammered the Broncos. And we would have been able to see a wonderful post-game interview from Marshawn
11: Lynch. Yeah, true. Yeah, and then maybe they would have been able to stick together a little longer. It would yeah, have changed some different things. Up. For me, it's uh, about seven plays from that Super Bowl, the 2015. Um, but I could even go one into the 2016 season, and the very first game we played Denver on the road, Cam Newton uh, mounts a fourth-quarter comeback, drives down the field. We're down like two, uh, you know, one point or something. John Casey misses the field goal, and then right. the whole twenty. I mean, not John Casey. Uh, Graham, Graham Gano. Gano, Graham Gano misses the field goal, and then the whole twenty sixteen season goes down the the tubes. And I almost feel like beating Denver on the road would have changed the, the whole trajectory. kind of yeah, the Cam Newton shoulder one but the re you know from uh, from Pittsburgh in 2017 yep. the reason i brought this up is cuz when i mentioned Jamal Lewis you talked about getting in trouble and stuff like this i just found out this story coney Ely mm-hmm. he could
6: have been the super bowl mvp he would he
11: had the same game if not a better game than von miller did he was just on the losing team so if one of those plays happens what would have happened to coney Ely's life Oh yeah! Now that what I just learned is Coney Ealy had been sued, <laughs> not recently. But it's been a few years now for like a, some sort of dog breeding thing where the guy wanted his money back. And then I learned all this stuff about his brother, Coney Ely's brother is named Do- Danny Dogman Dogman Jones, and he made a li- uh, like he made his name in St. Louis by selling pit bulls to the black mafia. Just learned all this stuff. Mm. He was shot 17 times at one point and lived. Wow. And I was just thinking, what is Coney Ealy's life? How differently, not that his brother wouldn't have been, shot, but would he have been sued for $3,000 for a dog? I don't think so at this point. How wild is that? And that leads me to Dion Sanders. Coney ely has got to be his top prospect because remember when he said, I want my quarterback from a two-family? Oh, yeah, yeah, He'd be yeah. like, oh, you got a brother that's been shot 17 times. You've been sued for, for not giving somebody their $3,000 for a dog. You got a scholarship.
3: <laughs> and right. by the way, Dion's about to
11: lose his foot maybe. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, it might get amputated, right?
3: Yeah. Boy, that whole story took me Oof. on roller coasters, and it really ended on one. Butterfly. The butterfly, the, it just effect.
11: made me think
3: about that. And like, uh, we like, talked about the east butterfly effect a lot too. And and gone over with the Kurt Ben Kurt injury, and that led to like Ruffin McNeil getting fired and everything that the Comfort era. And where uh so. if
4: Daffer hits that field goal, we're probably national champions.
11: <laughs> Would he be
3: playing Madden as much? All if, of these things if with didn't get hurt. I think so. I think he still had that in him. You know, he's given lessons, yeah. And he's making money doing something. He's yeah, like coaching football using Madden. And he gets jobs where he gets to go stand on the sidelines at NFL games being like the emergency quarterback. Like That happened late last year where he's, nice. he's like hey, – uh, He had to pause his, his Madden game right to go now. to a real game. <laughs> Not a bad gig. Uh, a couple other teams that guys mentioned being fans of for the next seven years. There's an obvious one with the Chiefs. I mean, their window is still open.
11: Yeah, so I mean, that's the easy Bowls.
3: answer right there. Um, Jerry said, I'd be reluctant to do this, but I get it. And he said the Lions. He said they got a great motivator in Campbell, an explosive offense, which that came out of nowhere. The Jared Goff. Are they're trying to get there? They might have to go back on hard knocks Could now. be back-to-back back years. That Let's take a break and talk about that. I found that interesting. Go ahead, Chandler.
6: I was just going to say, I, I, you kind of – Took words out of my mouth, but I did see that it could be back to oh, back years. Of- okay,
3: well, let's table that too. Uh, we'll take a break.
6: <laughs> yes, we'll co- we'll let's come back a after a break.
3: <laughs> By the time we get back from the break, Chandler will be finishing his sentence he just said. <laughs> More to go on Pirate Radio Live on a Football Friday, Fifth Quarter Friday, Free Beer Friday. You want a case of Budweiser? Well, stay tuned. You can get it in hour three. Back with you after this.
1: listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show
5: welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event we'll keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio now let's head back in to PRL here's clip
3: all right i think i'm ready to designate another one of our viewers listeners as something Chandler. so we got johnny gardner he's our ecu basketball guy we got johnny robertson johnny stats our stats guy i'm going to call johnny's i'm going to call jerry our nfl historian oh nfl historian jerry vick so tune in all season long folks with jerry now there's pressure on you jerry you got to keep it going he had a good one tony for the play you want okay it's more of a game did you say game or play it could be either like just take a play from this game if the houston oilers never blow a 35 to 3 lead against the bills in the playoffs when they were all in to go to the Super Bowl all uh, right. so after that team gets dismantled ownership and stadium issues they move to Tennessee if they don't blow that game maybe win a Super Bowl put something together everything works out there they stay we never have the Titans we never have the Texans it's a big change
11: it's like a- would the world be better without the Texans and the Titans <laughs>
3: tune in to the new season of Black Mirror where yeah. they pose that. Which I have watched two episodes for you, Clip. Which one did you watch? I went back to the first
11: season and I just skipped the one. I watched the the last one is the that I watched was the, you could rewind.
3: Yeah. what do you think of them?
11: I think this is they take really intense human questions and explore them to the extreme.
3: They do, yes.
11: You know, that is, is that because that whole going back and watching your own highlight reel uh, or how um, how many arguments do I have with my own wife where you remember saying something, the other person remembers saying something and the words are just so different but yep. it changes the whole memory and these guys are rewinding and they're like, see, I told you, it's, you know, it's going to the tape. So did
3: they-, they also get to see their partner's History if
11: they too. wanted to if they showed it to them oh okay like you couldn't just automatically access ha- it yeah
3: yeah. Uh, the new season which dropped yesterday and again it's all different it's all like mini movies right in fact there's one with Aaron Paul and Josh Harnett that came out on the new season that is an hour and 20 minutes it's like a feature film wow it's like a. it's gonna be better than a lot of movies you go see at the theater that one episode okay from this season But um, this season's a lot different. I think they're like technology has already taken over and ruined everything, so we're going to explore it from another angle. (laughs) Okay, So uh, so it's a little bit different, but I love Black Mirror. It uh, It does take really fundamental human questions and and
11: take them until it extreme. doesn't leave
3: you with a very good feeling either afterwards. It's kind of no, a, they're the uncomfortable
11: questions yeah. in some cases, like because that's what I continued to think about in this episode is like, how would this change my behavior if I could? And I always fret over things, so like, I would just what like that one guy was like watching the scene until with his wife flirt with some other and he couldn't get it out of his head and he finally just had a
3: meltdown and yanked the chip out of his neck (laughs) uh check that out folks great show all right so you guys both mentioned that the lions did hard knocks last year and nfl films is asking them to do it again why is that well i feel like i've talked about this forever like i don't see why any team would really agree to be on it and give people access to what they're doing. Um, the NFL is struggling to find a team willing to do it and they can force the Jets, Saints, Commanders, or Bears to do it. So I can't remember what the rules are, but I know it's if your team like misses the playoffs and maybe misses consecutive seasons, something like that. But anyway, they can force those teams to do it. I guess they're asking the Lions if they do it again. Hard knocks. I love Hard Knocks. I feel like it's kind of run its course. I'm still gonna watch it if they do it, but I'm not as excited as about it as I was once uh, in the past. Well, I think the teams are onto it now. Like they know what to, like what it can do
11: for, you know, morale. What it can do for perception going forward throughout the season. So, like you said, there's a lot of teams that don't want to dip their toe in that and they want to focus different ways. But I don't really know. Clip is a, uh, I think. When you said there's no, the teams that wanted, or are eligible that don't want to do it, your commanders are one of those teams. I think the Titans maybe are one of those teams. And a lot of these teams are just boring. And I think
3: Detroit, like just Campbell alone, is entertainment enough. Remember last year, Chandler, it was uh, Deuce Staley and Aaron. Aaron Glenn going back and forth to practice. And And Deuce is
11: like that in Carolina right now. Yep. If hey, we didn't have Frank Wright, maybe we'd be eligible. By the
6: way, there is a series, I think a three-part series coming out soon. By the Panthers. Which every year, you know, I, I remember I used to enjoy the camp confidential that the Panthers would put out, which is kind of like the team's very own hard knocks. I think they're going to step it up a notch this year with some sort of sure, kind of sure. behind the scenes of, and it's going to date back all the way to the hiring of Frank Reich. It's going to go back to the hiring of Frank Reich, the, the, the draft uh, journey to get Br- uh, Bryce Young. Let's go before that and trading up to go to the number one
3: overall pick. No, what's about to happen? Oh man. We gotta get we gotta get on the same stream. We can't I can't look at Joe anymore. He's watching this game. He's so ahead of you. Oral Roberts plates a run, first and second, nobody out in the ninth, and it's five to three. We got drama in Omaha. Who sorry do you want to me. win I turned this. it off
4: for you. No worries. I turned it off. No, that's Who not Who do you fair. want to
3: win? If you could turn it on and just pause it for about 20, 30 seconds, I feel like we could get even. I got TCU. He's got Oral Roberts. Oh, we're against each other. Gotcha. Did I interrupt you? I'm sorry, Chandler.
6: I mean, I was. Just saying that. I mean, I, I look forward to that. Yeah, but I think there, well, I that's think another that, reason. I think the Panthers. If you want to throw some n- names in the hat to who would want to watch Hard Knocks, I think the Panthers have. A I chance. think it's
3: going to be next year.
6: So I think the Panthers have some some characters on their team and their staff.
3: Another reason I'm not into it now. Everybody's kind of doing their own Hard Knocks. Plus, there's the thing the Panthers did. All in well, or that whatever. Was all, yeah, all in or they're all like or on not, HBO. Yeah. That's but now Amazon—they Amazon. missed that all in or nothing just a year late.
4: Because if they yeah, would have done oh, it the year before, yeah, yeah. would have been a great, yeah. been a great documentary. Well, and
3: if you go to a team's Twitter account, you're basically seeing Hard Knocks. You're seeing like behind the scenes stuff now. Well, I think Hard Knocks though is because it's done by HBO also
11: puts a more dramatic spin on it than the teams want when they're going to control their own media. It's going to be just so glowing when it comes to any portrayal about the team when the team media does it at least because HBO is doing it and I know that they're not going to want to upset the NFL but so much they they do want it to seem dramatic and if that's making a player look (laughs) selfish for a moment
3: or whatever they will do it Chandler, you're gonna read the last comment on YouTube.
6: Yeah, uh, and
3: Jamie says Clip asked Chandler, "Did I interrupt you?" Said he was sorry. so. Jamie says uh, Clip asked Chandler, "Did <laughs> I interrupt you?" Said he was sorry, then immediately interrupted him again,
11: and then did it again right there.
3: Inception, interruptception. Sorry, Chandler, that is uh, I that's something I gotta change. I gotta How does fix. it
11: feel to be interrupted, Chandler? Let's go to him on the sideline. Yeah, Tony, yeah, thanks yeah, Tony. for joining <laughs> us today. Yeah, Tony, it, it really is uh, Are you there, Chandler? Are you Ch- there, Chandler? <laughs> Chandler, can we hear you?
3: Can you hear us? Oh, oh, man. I am the great interrupter. That's my superpower. No, and I'm you know an interrupter, too. And then. you know what the awkward
6: thing is about those broadcasts where there is a delay from to the people in the studio, to the people out in the field, is that when they do begin to talk, it, then the person in the studio might start talking. I, and it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
11: It's I, like us on the I mean this is how it is when we do podcasts uh, virtually uh, Zoom and stuff. Yeah, I mean yeah. because you're and being in the room does give you a lot of cues to how we're going to exchange and things. But so it's a lot different uh virtually. I don't think though it's even more wild when you watch it like on the local news and it's like the winds but they're like in a hurricane. And it's like let's go down to oh, Charles God, and yeah. he's
3: like <laughs> blowing all around. He's like, all right, I'm here. Blizzard or something yeah. like that. All right, we're out of time. Tony, thanks for hanging out. All right, later. <laughs> C3 podcast Tuesday night. Yeah. All right. there, folks, check it out. Friday free for YouTube. all. Just go. Friday free for all
11: uh, Help our content out. Let's
3: Best Panther podcast on YouTube. Ever. Thank you. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Morgan Aylers joins us, Mark Greenhelge, hour three, and we'll make you a winner. This guy's name is Blaze Brothers. Blaze Brothers. Get at it. Oh. Oh, oh, oh,
11: oh, <laughs> God. Oh. oh. We're
3: back after this. Whoa. Oh, Roberts. Oh, that's, oh, the Robert.
11: that's the That's the name. Oh, Roberts. I mean, Blaze. Yeah.
7: It plays with my
2: emotions, and I want you so much.
5: Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's clip.
3: Shirley, I sent a uh, DM. PR. Can you play that video real quick? Uh, Yeah, give me one second. And we're going to bring on Morgan Aylers to the show, so... Dramatic moment in Omaha. Three-run home run. I just mentioned Blaze Brothers has a cool name, and uh, he had a three-run shot to take the 6-5 to five lead over TCU in the ninth inning. Carl Ravage. I love Ravi. Big baseball tonight guy back in the day. I like Carl Ravage. Uh, he is getting roasted right now for his live play-by-play call of this home run. Let's uh, hear it real quick, Shirley. And this one is hammered.
2: Should say in a walk off top half that's
7: right not bottom 3-1 shot
3: though puts him on top. <laughs> oh, after it nah, felt nah. like they were 6-5 they kind of bad for Blaze Brothers so he the says, call was great in the beginning Yeah, if he'd have stopped yes sir let
6: let the crowd yeah let
3: the, let, crowd, let do, let the crowd tell do the, the story talking. Yeah. Um, but I uh, got a little confused there they are headed to the bottom of the ninth now With uh, TCU needing a run to keep the game going, Oral Roberts up one on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. Buck, Buck. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio live line and talk to the voice of Dottie Ficklin Stadium and Menchie's Coliseum. Morgan Ayler's joins us. Morgan, how you doing, man?
0: i'm doing great guys how about yourself thanks for having me
3: on yes sir doing good following a little baseball following a little u.s open action as ricky fowler picking up where he left off already got a birdie on the day has tied it uh, with Wyndham clark nine under par as the leader at the u.s open so uh, a few things to watch here in the sports world morgan as we await football season we're diving into our football previews we've got Steve Cotton, voice of Marshall, and Adam Whitten, uh, voice of App State, joining us next week on the show, Morgan. But speaking of football, can we get a Holt Naylor's update? Uh, how's Holt doing there in Seattle?
0: Uh, he would be doing good, but he's no longer in Seattle. Okay. He'll be he back yesterday. Oh. He's beach right
3: now. All right, so he's oh, still my with the team. <laughs> Jesus. But not in Seattle.
0: No, he uh, flew in uh, yesterday, and uh, he uh, got down to the beach last night. He'll be coming back to Greenville, I think, on Monday.
3: That was pretty good. Yeah, Morgan. man. He, he My got heart us. sunk. <laughs> all right, so uh, there you go. No,
0: he actually uh, he went through all OTAs in the OTAs and the mandatory uh, camps that they had, and had a really great month and a half in Seattle. Good. Uh, one of three quarterbacks still on the roster. They haven't brought anybody else in. Knock on wood, and hopefully they won't. And he'll go back uh, the end of July for
7: training camp. So.
3: And, uh, Morgan, do you have any insight on, uh, I know C.J. Johnson uh, was released from the Seahawks. Have you, you heard from him? Has Holton said anything? Do you know what CJ's up to now?
0: Really haven't uh, talked to him about C.J. Uh, since, it, you know, he, he did get released. And I know that he was banged up a little bit, and that might have had something to do with it. But, again, I don't know any details. And uh, Hopefully, um, you know, You'll get another opportunity somewhere else.
3: So also, Holt Naylor's having another football camp, second annual football camp uh, in July. So he'll be in the area coming up. That will be July 15th at D.H. Conley High School. And July 15th at Conley. Yeah, right. I know that was a big success last year, Morgan, and now uh, going to be even better this year.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Uh, you know, the response has been tremendous. We thank everybody for putting together a- – A really cool experience for the kids. It went really, really uh, well last year. I think everybody had a great time, and uh, looking forward to it again this year. Going to be uh, some uh, college players, ECU players, some uh, other pro guys are uh, scheduled to come in. So it's going to be fun and uh, football. A lot of different fun events that uh, they put around it. I was really, really uh, proud of him the way he did that last year and put it all together. And uh, looking forward to year
3: number two. It is camp season. A lot of camps going on. We had the uh, junior camp for ECU football this week, and I saw some pictures, videos of that. Ladies' clinic going on next week. So uh, Mike Houston and company busy over there with football, Morgan, before they finally get some time off, I think, after camp season. And then it's right back to the grind with – Fall camp and uh, workouts and the opener against Michigan, uh, big bad Michigan. But Morgan, a uh, couple of rule changes. I don't know if I've talked to you about these. How about from your perch up there at the top of Daddy Ficklin Stadium in the Town Bank Tower? What do you think about the rule change of the clock not stopping after first downs? Uh, any any thoughts on that? Uh,
0: personally, this is me. I think that's something that it should stop until at least it you know it gets up there, it gets reset because a lot of times you've got officials spotting the ball and, you know, if it's a 30-yard play, now you've got to get, you know, 25, 30 people down when when you talk about officials and players and, you know, the the chain gang getting everything set. Heck, last year we had maybe a handful of times that the chain got screwed up and they had to stop it. So, I don't know. I kind of think that they should stop it until it gets reset and then after, I think, in the two minutes, they still stop it at the two minute mark. I'm yeah, gonna
3: they're half. still going to do that at the half in the game. Yeah.
0: You know, I just, I don't know. It's it, a football game's going to last you about three and a half hours, three hours and forty five minutes. And guess what? It's still going to last you that long.
3: Jamie says, uh, "Is that going to affect his first down call?" Huh, I didn't think about that.
0: Uh, yes and no. <laughs> I'll have to do it
3: quicker. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be ready to go. A
0: lot of, time, a lot of times, they're, they're getting up to the line of scrimmage anyway. You can't really say anything until um, after you know the whistle's blown. So, you know, it's – I don't know. We'll figure it out.
3: Yeah, just uh, – I'm interested to see. Mike Houston asked him about it, and he said – it, i guess they've crunched the numbers it's gonna and i wish i had the exact number he said it's something like we're gonna have seven or eight less plays in a game he said i believe so that you know it's still football at the end of the day i am interested to see if it makes a difference on hurry up offense or anything like that maybe okay. I, in the nfl a first quarter can go by in a blink uh, you get a a five-minute drive here, a punt, another six, seven minutes roll on. Uh, so I'm interested to see if that translates to the college game.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting because you still got the. the in, in you, you obviously you're in the business, so you know this that if a game starts at 12 o'clock, the game's going to go till 3:30. The next game is going to start at 3:30 as scheduled. So that's your window. TV's not going to. TV doesn't want it to end at three o'clock. Because they don't have a thirty-minute post-game show, <laughs> you know. It's still there's a block of win, and that's what it's all about with with TV time. Now, whether they're going to say, "Okay, we're going to save seven plays," that's thirty-five seconds times seven. We get another time uh, a timeout to sell block to sell. Hmm. Show follow the Benjamins, then you'll have a reason why they change.
3: The Benjamins. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio live line here on a. Friday. Morgan, of course, uh, we hadn't talked to you in a while. ECU's baseball season came to an end a couple weeks ago at the hands of Virginia. Are you following uh, College World Series? Have been following this at all? Uh,
0: a little bit. Uh, I think Virginia had a really good team. I think Wake Forest has got a good squad. Uh, some of these other schools, I, I'm, I'll i be honest with you, right now I'm down in Southport, uh, North Carolina, just uh, uh, south of Wilmington. We've got a couple of big shows down here tonight and tomorrow. So, uh, going to be coming back Sunday and watching the U.S. Open more than college baseball because he's calling out.
3: Who you got in the U.S. Open? R- Ricky Fowler, another birdie. Uh, 200 through 2. Is this the time? Is this the event that Ricky Fowler finally wins his first major?
0: If, if he can afford, uh, avoid the Dustin Johnson snowman from today, <laughs> the answer is probably because he played really well yesterday, obviously, but you know, he was just consistent all day long. He was hitting the fairways, putting on the green, you know, obviously made some putts. Uh, you know, if he keeps playing like this, he's going to be tough to beat. Wow. There's always, there's always that, uh, you know, that what if, what if the ball goes in that eight-inch rough and you can't find it.
3: <laughs> Man, I saw Dustin Johnson was two over at the time I looked at it. I didn't realize he uh, shot a eight on hole number two, but it kind of tells you how good he is. Uh, more, he finished the day even par, so he's still way in the mix there at six under after shooting an eight on the second hole. He
0: started out at six under par, like you said, and I watched that this morning. And the drive went off to the left, and he, uh, I think it was in a fairway bunker, and then it went up and hit into a ravine, and then it went on the side uh, on the. You know, he had to take a drop from there. Then he hits it off to the left hand side, and it's more rough, and it was just. It was ugly, and he comes out. and I think he birdies and pars the thing. He parred the next one with a chance for a birdie. So, just one of those things, I guess.
3: Morgan Ayler's joining us. Do you have something Chandler? Chandler, you're about to golf tomorrow, right? Actually, no. The the plans have changed. Oh Oh, no! Sorry, I brought that up. I think I I think we're going to try to a little
0: bit, Chandler. We go out there play some golf. Me, you, and Quip.
3: No. Yeah. How much do you golf, Morgan?
0: I'm getting back. in. I used to golf a lot. Okay. Prior to coaching coaching little league, I I, I did, and uh, the boys have started getting into it, so I've started playing a little bit more. And you know, the other day I went out and shot probably my best round in 20 years. Shot a 41 on the front nine, and the company was great on the back nine. Let's just put it that way. <laughs>
3: all right uh yeah I'm, I'd, I'd love to go play if it, I, it's just i i gotta get better before i go out and play with people i would just hold y'all up i would not have fun it's all
6: about having fun yeah
3: I it wouldn't be fun for me or y'all well
6: i'm trying to do right now so
3: there you go all right we got two on one out for TCU oral Roberts with a six to five lead as they play in Omaha first game of the College World Series Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Buck Dubuck uh are you working or playing Morgan uh hanging out there in what'd you say Southport uh, working okay working minutes, yeah 104 well uh enjoy your uh your wedding there and uh and we'll talk some more sports with you next week man not
0: my, no. ho, 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 ho. Not my wedding. Correct. death, but we're not getting
3: married. <laughs> I'm sorry, I phrased it that way. My apologies. Morgan, and uh have a good weekend, man. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Later on, there is DJ Captain Morgan. The the DJ Captain Morgan. Go see him on Tuesday nights at da buck All right, we got more drama here in the ninth. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk some US Open with Mark Greenhelge and give away a case of Budweiser. We'll do that when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Back with you after this.
5: on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
3: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. Got a case of Budweiser cans coming your way. And lunch for two at Tiebreakers to the Lucky Caller at the end of this segment. That's a good way to get your weekend started off right. All right, two on, two out in the bottom of the ninth. Oral Roberts holding on to a 6-5 to lead. Got a three-run jack in the top of the ninth from Blaze Brothers to put him in the lead, and now they're trying to get the final out uh, for their Cinderella run to continue here. Uh, This time in Omaha, and it is a 2 and one count for the TCU batter. As we take a look at what's going on out in Los Angeles, Ricky Fowler picking up from where he left off. He is 10 under par and in the lead at the U.S. Open. We'll talk about that with Mark Greenhild, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, how you doing, man? Greeny, are you there? Greeny, are you there? I'm here. There he is. Uh, And a liner in the left, and Oral Roberts has won it. Wow. As we uh, are live here in the Pirate Radio studios watching that. Oral Roberts wins, Greeny, and uh, they're trying to win a a College World Series for the first time. Ricky Fowler trying to win a major for the first time. Greeny, another birdie for Fowler. Three under already today, so he is now 11 under par. Before we talk about what's going on this weekend, Greeny, where does Ricky Fowler stand as far as... Best players, most accomplished current players to not win a major. Is he at the top? He's got to be on the list, right?
9: Uh, He's on the list, but he's probably down a little ways just because he's had so much difficulty the the last few years. And um, I was kind of thinking that around summertime is when we would see this new swing and his confidence grow a little bit. Didn't see this coming, though, and, you know, a three-shot lead in the U- or two-shot lead in the U.S. Open, birdie in his first three holes in round number two after a 62 yesterday. I mean, you probably got to put somebody like a, uh, a Xander Shopley probably up at the top of that list. Uh, that's where I would go first. Beyond that, it's kind of hard. There's probably a bunch of guys that are right in there somewhere, but he's probably a little bit further down. Now, back in, like, 2014 when he finished runner-up in all four majors <laughs> – yeah. You would have put him very high in the list, but, uh, you know, if, if he makes a comeback now and starts going, then you kind of put him maybe back in the top five of that list.
3: Greeny, uh, going into this tournament, what what was the kind of projected winner score? And, and right now, Ricky Fowler, minus 11, just three holes into day two. What was the projected score, and like, what is it going to be? What is it projected to be now? Is it? Did you know that there was going to be so many low numbers here uh, at this course, or is it a a surprise? What do you think?
9: Uh, You know, the the USGA usually likes par, so when you look at a new venue, you don't know what you're going to get. And uh, I heard a lot of people talking. You know, definitely single digits, probably five, six, seven under par was looking pretty good. Okay, but you know, you get the same scenario. You get a golf course that the wind kicks up. You know, the Santa Ana winds kick up in the L.A. area, and you get a lot of breezes, and the wind play is a big factor in protecting this golf course. You essentially had no wind for most of the day yesterday. Had a little breeze kick up in the afternoon. You've had no wind this morning until the sun came out about a half hour or maybe 45 minutes ago. And, you know, now you've got a little bit of breeze again. So we're going to get a better feel this afternoon and into the evening for us as to how this golf course is going to play. You know, it should take a little bit more of the moisture out of the golf course. They've had that almost like a marine layer that you get at like a Pebble Beach or a Torrey Pines hanging over the course, keeping a little bit of the moisture in it. I mean, let's put it this way. They have not watered the fairways at this golf course for almost a month and a half. And they looked phenomenal, right? Mm. So that tells you how much moisture has stayed in the air in that golf course for the last month and a half. So we project that if the weather continues to have some sunshine, that it will get harder as we go along. But nobody was anticipating two sixty twos yesterday, certainly.
3: Mark Greenell's Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, I'm looking at the live odds right now. And, of course, Ricky Fowler is the favorite, followed by Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Wyndham Clark. And then there's another group with some longer odds with John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau. If you... Well, you can answer this uh, from a gambling perspective or just from a, a golf perspective. If you're picking somebody not named Ricky Fowler to win it, uh, who's up there right now, kind of in contention in the hunt, uh, who, who's a name or two you would pick to win this thing?
9: Man, you got to look at Rory. You got to look at Xander Shoffley. I know Xander Shoffley. I just said he's the best player that hasn't won a major. But watching him play yesterday, that was a pretty a pretty boring 62 if you've ever seen one. I mean... Considering that there's only been one ever shot in a men's major championship, and there were two of them yesterday, uh, Xander Shoffley with eight birdies, no bogeys, made it look real easy. I mean, Ricky Fowler obviously shot eight under; he had to make ten birdies to do it, so it looks fairly easy for him. But man, I don't—I think Xander missed one shot all day, was able to uh, scramble and make a little bit of a four on the par—the uh, short par four sixth after a bad tee shot. But you got to think that he's a great putter. He—he—he's actually sneaky long. He hits it longer than you kind of think he does. He's a very good iron player. There's not a lot of holes in his game. It's just a question of he's made mistakes in final rounds of major championships, and you kind of feel like he should have won at least one, maybe two already. So I would look at those two as the favorite, but also don't sleep on Wyndham Clark. He won the Wells Fargo championship here in Charlotte. Max Homa said that, that if when he wins, the floodgates will open. We kind of said that about Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler finally won one. Then he turns around and wins the Masters on us. So Wyndham Clark could be that sneaky guy that uh – might be worth
3: a dollar a two. All right, Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show uh, joining us here. And pretty soon, Greeny, we'll all be able to go to our phones and uh, and put that bet in uh, because of the news about gambling and sports gambling in the state of North Carolina. What do you think about that? And uh, how does that affect golf viewing and, I don't know, your show and, and the way you talk about golf moving forward?
9: Well, I mean, already for golf, when you look at the PGA Tour.com leaderboard, they have odds on there as, a, as on the leaderboard. I mean, it's the last column that they've added this year, you know, so it is a definitely a thing in the world of golf. Uh, it's been for probably about the last year, year and a half. And I mean, we probably will start bringing some more gambling pieces into this. And, you know, it makes sense. I mean, you can pretty much go gamble online anywhere you want to these days with FanDuel and DraftKings and all those anyway. So it makes sense that the States are going to capitalize on that. And I don't have any problem with it whatsoever. Uh, I I, I still do giggle when you hear the commercials for it, and I have to give you like 50 states' worth of phone numbers to call if you have a gambling problem.
3: (laughs) Greeny, uh, how about Dustin Johnson's day? If he would have just obviously if he'd gone par even if he went bogey or double bogey uh he would be even higher on the leaderboard but uh shoots that eight on the second hole still is able to i guess kind of bounce back in the day even and stay somewhat in the hunt and i don't know usually you see a meltdown like that uh, you'll see a guy fall off he actually played well uh, after that that eight spot he put up
9: yeah, uh, he's probably one of the few people that can make a big number like that and, and you don't really feel like it's going to bother him all that much because he just – everything's water off the duck's back for him. He just He's kind of just got that attitude where nothing phases him. When he was out at Chambers Bay and, and, uh, and had the whole issue and won his U.S. Open, I mean, he won his U.S. Open when he was being penalized and all this stuff, so he's one of the few guys that just kind of ignores everything that's going on around and just – kind of stays inside of his own head it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen so but nice to see him fight back from that but he was making a, a lot of bad mistakes on one particular hole and and moved on i mean you saw brian harman hold up the entire golf course earlier making a double bogey on the par 3 7th hole and then turn around and make a mess and, and had to make like a 10 or 12 foot putt for bogey on the next hole so other players are definitely impacted by mistakes and and he wasn't so good
3: on him Mark Greenell's Golf Shop Radio Show. Greenie, a former Clemson golfer. Yesterday on the show, Greeny, uh, Jeff Nadeau and I previewed the ACC. And uh, odds on favorite to win this year, not Clemson, Florida State. And how do you feel about that as a Tiger? Do you, I don't know. Does it give you a little chip, Greenie? You kind of like not being the favorite going into this year?
9: I don't know. You remember everybody was high on Miami last year, and what happened to them? They Their court's <laughs> blown off. Um, I, I guess people are looking at that Florida State, you know, had a decent comeback year last year, made some gains in the transfer portal. Um, you know, Clemson kind of handled them fairly easily, other than a couple of late scores that made it look a little bit better on the Florida State side. And that was in Tallahassee. So, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a different dynamic. I mean, you have an offensive coordinator who took a, you know, a very mediocre offense and took it to to number four in the country last year. And he's at Clemson. He's got more tools. He's got more weapons. He's probably got a better all around quarterback. And Cade Klubnik got you know got some better weapons. You got to think that that offense is really what hurt Clemson from basically being undefeated last year. I mean the two the, the two games that they lost before the bowl game. I mean were definitely a, a direct result of DJ not being able to complete passes and not being able to run the offense. And if you can just run the offense and and make it difficult to defend, the defense is going to be just as good last year, even though they had a couple losses. They had some guys that stayed that I didn't think were going to stay. You know, even though I'm a Clemson guy, in my mind, you still have to beat Clemson to do it. And Florida State's going to have to do that on the road. That's a tall pass.
3: Mark Green, Elge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. You can check it out 8 to 10 a.m. on Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, uh, a lot of U.S. Open talk planned, I'm sure. What else you got coming up on uh, Saturday's edition?
9: Yeah, of course. We're going to talk U.S. Open, and uh, we're going to talk uh, a little more golf next week about the Travelers Championship, and we will also get back into our PGA and PIF and DP World Tour conglomeration and the department of justice sticking their nose in there again, obviously. And, you know, Phil Mickelson not wanting to talk about it this week. So we'll, we'll just kind of touch on a little bit of everything and, and a little, pretty much every sport this weekend. So well, we'll touch them all.
3: Well, you did a good job of kind of recapping that last week. When we talked to you, I figured we'd focus on us open this week and next week I'll have more, live pga whatever question so we'll uh we'll circle back to that just as you guys will do on your show in detail coming up on saturday greeny enjoy it man have a good weekend and uh, we'll talk to you again soon all right thanks have a good weekend too all righty ricky fowler 11 under par in the lead at the u.s open we'll keep an eye on that as we wrap up today's show if you're just tuning in oral freaking roberts Three-run homer, top of the ninth to take a one-run lead. They end up closing it out in the bottom of the frame and knocking off TCU. Oral Roberts, two wins away from playing for a college baseball national championship. So that's all they got to do. Just win a couple more games, and they're in. Can they be the Coastal Carolina? I've already seen some
6: comparisons on Twitter. Can they be the Coastal Carolina this year? We saw this run from the Chanticleers a few years ago where they – uh, won a national championship, and Oral Roberts has most certainly been that team, that Cinderella team this year, as they uh, they found themselves down 5-2 to two in that ninth inning. And next thing you know, Blaze Brothers hits a three-run go-ahead home run in the top of the ninth, and they shut the door in the bottom of the ninth, and they are... Uh,
3: in the driver's seat when it comes to the college world series let's take a time out as we do shirley rhodes will make somebody a big winner on a free beer friday booty booty booty
2: booty booty everywhere booty 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 booty
3: everywhere 317 1250 we've got a case of the king of beers budweiser that is yours. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers is yours. All you got to do is be lucky caller number 12 at 317-1250. Uh, can I ask Shirley to do something when we get back from break? You're asking me if you can ask her to do something? Yeah. I'm allowing you to ask her yes. Shirley, can I ask you to do something when we get back
5: from break? I may or may not allow it.
3: Please say yes. I'd love to see you do it. Oh,
5: yes. Yeah.
3: She, had, she didn't say she would do it. She just said she's allowing you to ask her to do it. Don't celebrate too soon. Don't celebrate too soon, buddy. All right, 317-1250. Caller 12 is a winner. Back with you after this. Chandler's got a question. He's popping the question to Shirley after this.
5: Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 108 points at 34,299. The NASDAQ was down 93 at 13,689. The S&P was down 16 and closed out the week at 4,409. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC Member SIPC. And congratulations to Susan Deans, who is our big winner on our Free Beer Friday. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Chandler just uh, Chandler just pulled a Clip Brock on me, and I feel I feel bad. I said Ricky Fowler, who's walking through a lot of high grass and sand, and right now not where he wants to be. I said, still rocking those uh, fresh red, white, and blue cleats. And, Chandler, and I said,
6: what? Is he playing football?
3: Chandler, in disgust, said golf shoes. And I was like, man, <laughs> I just, I, I, I sound like a non sports I, guy.
6: I, I said something, I think it was last week. I said, scored
3: a home run
6: or. Oh, um, don't say that. Or did something. Gross. Or said something like that. that, that that's effect. gross. And um, definitely not as cringeworthy. Uh, the,
3: you say in cleats, is not as cringeworthy as that. So, Did you see that home run that uh, Oral Roberts scored a moment ago? Uh, th- they got three points on it.
6: Oh, I think I said points or something. <laughs> Instead of runs.
4: Or-
3: One day we should just say the most non-sports phrases we can think of and act like we know about sports you down? Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of do it every day. <laughs> That's a joke. That is not true. You're a sports guy, Chandler. You're my sports guy. All right. You know what you're what else you are? You're a countdown guy. Yep. This is your time to shine. All right, but you don't
6: shine alone. I can't shine unless something somebody does something for me. <laughs> That's right. Shirley, slap on that hat as you already have. And back that fat old white truck
5: up of yours. <laughs> wow. Back it up. You back it. it up. You said old. Yep. Old. There is old. no rust in this truck. Old. I'm just saying. L-L-E. Old. Really? Yeah.
3: Why are we doing this? What is the point? What is the purpose of this exercise?
5: Because,
3: Clip, baseball's over. College baseball frees Carolina.
6: What are we looking forward to now when it comes to East Carolina sports? Volleyball. No. I am. Well, yes, yes. All wow. Right. Sorry. Look at this guy. Sorry. <laughs> <a> be <bit> rude.
3: <laughs> yes. You're not, a, a- not a Title
6: IX guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so in trouble right
3: now. All right. Cancel Chandler. Yes. Yes, but no. Okay. You're probably talking about women's soccer. Yes, of course, but no. All right. All right. Uh, there's got to be some outdoor track and field right uh you're
6: now. close because it is outdoors cannot wait for kirk crafts east
3: carolina pirates on the track field you know walter camp had an idea a long time ago to come up with a sport what was that well it was like a mix of rugby and soccer and soccer and he called it football east carolina has a football team mm-hmm. they've been playing for several years several they'll be
6: having their 2023 season coming up September 2nd how many da- somebody wait i th- i thought i just heard somebody ask how many days away did you ask 78 days away until mm. east carolina mm. goes on the road and takes on the Wolverines of, Mi- of Michigan inside probably the biggest college football stadium in the history of college football it's the big house September
3: 2nd, 78 days away. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. 78 days away, which means we are 76 days away from the party of the year, the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party. Awesome stuff, Chan Man. Thanks to David Price Construction for the David Price Countdown to Kickoff. You can call 919-291-5532 or visit online davidpriceconstruction.com. Award-winning commercial or custom residential and building from David Price Construction ECU alum and a sponsor of our David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff.
6: Can't wait! Can't wait! Can't wait! Can't wait! You know what else we're counting down?
3: Forgot to do this. What's that? Man,
6: let me do this right
3: quick. All right, he's going back
6: to the lab. Well, what am I doing? I'm so stupid. I just subtract two days from that because two days from September second. What's that going
3: to be? Oh, you haven't heard? What is it? The party of the year. Oh, young Joey! I'm glad you got to witness this. <laughs> oh, did you already mention that? Literally, oh my, God. 47 seconds ago, maybe. Dude. we wow. might be about a minute.
6: Man, I it's because I forgot. I I thought I'd mentioned it and I didn't. And I I didn't hear you mention it. I'm
4: sorry. I, I'm That's glad fine. I got to witness that firsthand. Heading into the weekend,
3: though, I'm just glad you got to see that. Like I, Joey and I immediately made eye contact. He like he said, "Oh, is this guy really bad? About- <laughs> is this guy this big of an idiot?" He went, "John Star, you would be correct, sir." Did this Help dude just fam. did
6: this? Did, did did this dude just, just do this. this? Did this? Did this? You did. I'm sorry, I just wanted to mention again because I can't wait. The party of the year is back. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be honor of Jeff Charles, the voice. Uh, so come out and party with us. More details to come.
3: All right, there it is. Your David Price Construction countdown to kickoff. Uh, Jamie said, What just happened? I thought it was a technical glitch. Again, Chandler is living three or four minutes in the past from all of us, and he's trying, he does his best to keep up, but sometimes he has those issues. Yes, indeed, I do have those issues, Clip.
11: I have
6: those issues all the time. <laughs>
3: All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. More to go. We'll uh, take a look at what's going on this weekend on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard and have more for you as we get ready to close her down on a Friday here on Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this.
5: For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 64,000 followers today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip.
3: All right, Jerry. YouTube says, now we know why we need commercials for PRL. He gives Chandler a chance to catch up when he falls behind. So now he's <laughs> caught up, good to go. Not only does it pay the bills and our salaries, it, uh... Gives Chandler a chance to get all that information in. Soak it all in yep. into the brain. All right. Uh Carl Ravish has quote tweeted a tweet because he's getting roasted on social media. Uh, he says this was a tough one for Carl Ravish. And Ravish tweeted, it was all on me. Come back and do it again tomorrow. My bad. That's all he can say. That's all he can say. Yeah. He, kn- he knows he messed up. He's a pro. He knew he messed up when
6: that guy was about when he was approaching second base. And said that they had won. And then he said TCU. No, uh, TCU rather. Somebody was probably this trying to
3: notify him it's the top. And they made a mistake. And then so he said the other team like he was. Yeah.
6: Is this tough. it? Yes, sir. Pause. Make sure you got it right. Top of the ninth. You got this, Carl. Come back strong tomorrow.
3: Man. Um. Boy, I just saw this. betonline.ag. Proud to be the first sportsbook to offer betting odds on the Special Olympics. Wow! I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, Will I get you to... ever put something down? If he I mean, look, <laughs> Why absolutely. Not? Why not? <laughs> if you could find an edge, I Jeff they do said. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Like if you have a chance to make money and then you go for it
6: right if some of this
3: stuff televised
6: then i would definitely like to <laughs> there
3: we go, <laughs> there we go. If I could boy watch it didn't them. take much for you to get on board quick <laughs> oh man so saw that all right two more things we got to do before we go real quick chandler i saw a moment ago ricky fowler waiting around and they had a, a clock that was ticking up and it said wait time for the fourth hole and it was up to 14 minutes i guess he had just been standing around how often does that happen when you're just golfing at a normal course? And at what point, at what minute mark, do you get annoyed? Um, I like guess 14 a lot. That sounds like a lot.
6: Yeah, that that's a lot. But I mean, dating back to last
3: year, um, and our member guest,
6: uh, we had a lot of a lot of people, a lot of teams. Uh, it's two man teams in the member guest. Um, and I remember last year there was two or three groups in front of us and we would pull up to the I remember pulling up to the third uh, the third tee and having to wait for two groups, two different groups to mm. tee off and go ahead of us.
3: So you're waiting what? At least 20 plus?
6: 25 minutes. Yeah. And that is very frustrating because of course as a golfer you want the pace of play to be smooth you don't want there to be any you know, I, and I want to say we had just birdied the last hole and now we have to sit there and wait and talk and you know, it just—it's very frustrating, and it happens quite a bit if you're just out there golfing on your own or golfing with some with some friends. It just depends on the group in front of you and how many people are in that group. But you might get behind some slow golfers that like to talk and hit their shot and then talk a little bit. And um, but yeah, it, it happens quite a bit. But uh, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating.
3: All right, and finally, good job, Joey, reminding me that I said I would circle back to this, and we've got one minute to talk about it now. Um, NBA draft next Thursday. Hornets have the number two pick. Trade rumors, talks, I don't know how real they are are out there. But yesterday, Chandler, you said, I just want them to go up there and make the pick. Just make the pick. And I'm like, whoa, wait. You're not interested in a trade? you I would rather have Brandon Ingram than the number two pick. I would rather have Zion Williamson than the number two pick. That makes me sick. Joey, where do you stand? What do you think?
4: Uh, see, the thing is, when it comes to Zion... And we were talking about it earlier when Tony Dunn was on. We don't like to say about injury-prone, but I he know. is injury-prone. Uh, clearly.
3: You could not argue otherwise at this point. And as much as
4: a freak he was at Duke, he just hasn't been that guy since Duke.
3: Anymore. So you would not do that trade?
4: I don't know. I don't know because genuinely like Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, are not enough giving me personally enough excitement to take them at two. Mm-hmm. But do I really want Zion Williamson? How about Brandon Ingram? I would if Brandon Ingram was in the package. Yeah. Now that, now we can start talking.
3: Okay.
6: Chandler, you just want to make the pick. I just I look the the Panthers the Hornets have a chance to pick a guy that can change their franchise. Can they, do they? At number two? I mean of course. One of these guys, you think?
3: I mean it's yeah. I think
4: yeah, number a number two pick would be something that should change your franchise. Whether that's in this draft or not, I don't think so.
3: Shirley, do we have to do a break real quick? A uh say the sponsors? Come on. Uh yes. All
5: right,
3: let's run through them real quick.
5: Give me just a second. Here. All right,
3: you ready, Chandler? Yep. All right. All
5: right, the buck.
3: Uh live music
6: every single day of the week. Uh how many times do they have it a week? Seven times they'll have live music, whether it's DJ Captain Morgan on Tuesday, open mic night on Monday, line dancing lessons on Great Wednesday. Great place to watch
3: a game, too. Yes. Charlie. Uh,
5: Easter, uh, East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep.
3: Need a car? Go there. Go see them. First bank. Uh, you need to... Uh, they're miss- not the second bank, are they? No, no first. the first. the very first. Yep.
5: Uh Appliances Superstore. Um, hello?
6: <laughs> Do you need appliances? <laughs> Do you need a washer and dryer? Do you need a refrigerator? Go see Frank Lee over at Appliances Superstore. Everything is at least 40% off from retail price. Man. Go see him.
5: Frank. Ron Ayers.
6: Um, Ron Ayers Motorsports Superstore. Need a lawnmower? Do you like to ride uh, motorbikes?
3: Lawnmower.
6: Side by side. <laughs> go, oh, go see my friend Jimmy Stallings at Ron Ayers
3: Motorsports. Oh, he is the nicest guy ever. He is. Shirley. That's it. All right. Chandler, good job. Thank you. Joey, great work this week, man. Third straight day producing uh, on the video side.
5: Shirley's going to be out of pocket for a little while. So, I will be back uh, next Friday, and uh, I will be at the ladies' clinic for ECU football. All right. So we'll you will a see me on there.
3: That. All right, Shirley, uh, Chan Man, Joey, thank you, fine folks. Thank you all for tuning in as well. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here Monday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home.
1: Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the Voice of the Pirate Nation.